This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, Casey's not in here, and it looks like things are out of order. I'm going to hit this button. You're going to hear the wrong thing. All right, and then I'm going to hit the button again, and it will give me the right thing. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, December 2nd. I'll handle the news duties. Good morning. Some residents in Gloucester County are not happy with a planned warehouse development project. A vote on the proposal was expected during a Thursday night Harrison Township Council meeting, but it was delayed until December 15th due to a large turnout of residents who showed up in opposition to the agenda item. Uh, The plans have been sharply opposed by some residents who live near the site. Many love living in a rural area, and it didn't sit well with the residents when they received a letter notifying them of plans for a 2 million square foot warehouse development in the fields across from the neighborhood Casella Farms. The project, planned by New Jersey-based Russo Development, includes four buildings and sections of Harrison and neighboring Woolrich Township near the intersection of Route 322 and Tomlin Station Road. The plans include widening Route 322 to accommodate traffic. A public hearing was held on November 17th and public comment on boat uh, were expected Thursday before it was postponed. The Casella Farms Homeowners Association filed a lawsuit this week in New Jersey's Superior Court against Harrison Township's mayor and council in an attempt to stop the project. Another concern from neighbors, the development will sit right next to a daycare center. One resident says that she was caught off guard by these plans and is asking for more transparency from officials. Harrison Township's mayor and deputy mayor say that they uh, couldn't accommodate or they couldn't comment on it because of the pending litigation. There is a uh, uh, there's a warehouse area uh, when you go across the uh, uh, Commodore Berry Bridge, mm-hmm. uh, 322, and then yeah. you start to head out that way. There is a have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, huge. It's, yeah. Massive, gigantic. Yeah, you go by. There's uh, and they're and they're building more of them. Yeah, and the look of these buildings is just like how large is what that? I always the exact question: How many square feet is that freaking thing? Yeah, uh, I think one is a target uh, center, and then there's another one that's lineage, and I don't know what lineage is. I have no idea what. And that they're building big. a couple more behind. They are, too. but you know what? Like so. But, but that's there's not a lot out there, and so that's that why they sense. stand out. Like yeah. so, you know, I did like a lot of courier work for uh, my my dad's trucking company right. back in the day. So when you go to like back on like Hog Island Road, I mean that's the standard the, those yeah. giant yeah. like things. So you know, but there's not much out there. There's not, but they're next to the airport, and yeah. they're and there's a farm of them, so it doesn't stand out. These ones stand out, yeah, because. There's nothing else there. And this is in a rural area. There's not a lot else out there except for this neighborhood, and they don't want it. Is it conceivable that they could put the rural area inside the warehouse? Maybe. So that that way you could go. I heard there's another uh, neighborhood or area in New Jersey where, like, an Amazon center is going to be built, and it's going right up against this uh, housing development. And, like, people are like, I'm getting out now. And so they moved because, yeah. uh, there's uh, These guys are uh, letting their voice be heard about this. Philadelphia, Philadelphia's curfew for people under 18 may soon be permanent. On Thursday, City Council voted 15 to 1 to keep the curfew at 10 p.m. for youngsters under 18. So it's close. Uh, the <laughs> children, uh, children 13 and younger must be home by 9.30 p.m., according to the bill. 
Uh, the city enforced the rule over the summer, aimed to keep young people safe from the gun violence crisis. Uh, the measure now heads to Mayor Jim McKinney for approval. Uh, if minors violate the curfew, Philadelphia Police Department officers will attempt to reunite the children with the families. If that's not possible, officers either take the children to one of two community evening resource centers or take them back to the police station to try and reunite them with their families there. Uh, the bill does provide exceptions for the teens if there are legitimate reasons, which include work and errands. Uh, there's also leeway for those who are with a guardian. Uh, some who are opposed to this idea say that the summer curfew did little to curb crime involving teens, specifically gun violence. But city officials say hundreds of kids were taken home or to the resource centers during that time. And you can't quantify how many of them were potentially saved from potential harm. Millions of Americans are keeping a close eye on a legal battle surrounding the student loan forgiveness plan. Uh, the policy hit a major setback in a federal appeals court Wednesday, and on Thursday, the Supreme Court announced that it will be taking up the case. Uh, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals Wednesday night rejected the Biden administration's request to pause a Texas judge's ruling, saying the plan to cancel student loan debt was unlawful. It was the second ruling of its kind, and now it goes to the Supreme Court, uh, which said that it will allow the case to be argued early next year. Uh, but Carrie Smith, a supervising attorney with Community Legal Services of Philadelphia, says even though many people now are stuck waiting, uh, they should feel some relief in the immediate future. Uh, and Smith said the Biden administration did extend the student loan payment pause, and that means payments are not going to begin again until January. In sports this morning... Flyers lost to the Tampa Bay what? Lightning, four what to the one. F- is this? Last night in South Philly, I guess our uh, theory on the Casey "Fly Like the Flyers" song Damn. is not legit. It seems so scientifically it, it accurate. Lightning captain Steven Stamkos had an assist for his 1,000th career point, and Nick Paul scored twice as the Lightning curse, uh, cruised in for the win. Uh, Stamkos became the 95th player in NHL history to reach 1,000 points and the second member of Lightning. Uh, the Flyers home again tomorrow night with a game against the New Jersey Devils. Puck will drop at 7 p.m. Sixers are on the road tonight. They have a game in Memphis against the Grizzlies. Tip-off will be at 8 in Thursday night football. The Bills beat the Patriots last night in New England. Uh, Josh Allen threw two touchdown passes, and the Bills beat the Pats 24-10 for their first AFC East win of the season. And in soccer news, Cristiano Ronaldo left Manchester United at the end of November, leading to questions about where he might play after the World Cup. One of the offers on the table is reportedly a bit of a big deal from Saudi Arabia club uh, Al Nassar, which is offering Ronaldo a three-and-a-half-year deal worth more than $119 million per year. What? And there are some reports that say it could be over $200 million per year. <laughs> That's insane. That would make the 37-year-old the highest-paid soccer player in the world, topping the $110 million a year that French forward uh, Kylan Mbappe earns for uh, Paris Saint-Germain. It's just oh, ridiculous. <laughs> well, they got the money. That is what I have for you this morning in news and sports and weather and all that good <laughs> stuff. We're doing it. 
I don't mind doing that as long as Kathy writes it for me. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. the part I hate doing. You know, so. you can tell her voice in the news. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I can Even feel, though you can't, can't you feel it? it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't hear the voice, but you can yeah, feel yeah, her yeah. in the copy. She's sitting right I'm across right from here. me. right here. I know. <laughs> I can't believe I thought we get a take in the right direction. Yeah. It actually went about 60% in the wrong direction. I, yeah. I also can't believe it. So, um, And it hurts now. Yeah, it's a little painful now. All right, so question. Are you still going to do the auctioneering at the yeah, stage? Yeah, you're going to have to have it. Have it. Have it. Have it. Have it. Have Holiday activities. What are we going to do? Monday. Okay. I'm going to give you something. Uh, you want me to, to read it? To read today. Okay. And then we're going to do the rest of Monday. Everything is fine. Everything will be fine for okay. Monday. Okay, because there's a time-sensitive issue to for one Monday. of those. Okay. Holiday I will pass that along. Special edition. Uh, a little bit later on this morning. We'll, we'll do that uh, early in the 8 o'clock hour. So, all right, outside of that, we have uh, several things taking place. We do have some guests. One of them in studio, Mr. Christopher Titus, will be here. He's performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night. So, uh, Titus is stopping by around 9 o'clock. And then shortly after that, Alfonso Ribeiro hey, nice. uh, from America's Funniest Home Videos. We will talk to him. He's always a great conversation. And in case you didn't know, this weekend... Is National Cookie Day, so Insomnia Cookies will be here this week. And we will give away some goodies for you guys, and that means that they bring us some cookies. Simultaneously love that and hate that, Mm -hmm. because I will be sampling. Steve, I got home from work yesterday, and uh, my girlfriend had a surprise for me, and she's like, hey, I stopped at the store, got a treat. It's a box of insomnia cookies. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's awesome. Guess what? I was going to bring some home tomorrow, too. Yeah. So now we're stuck for the weekend. By the way, this morning, they'll be bringing us the Falala four-pack. Mm, with the new flavors, classic jingle bread, red velvet, cookies and cream, and deluxe hot cocoa cookies. Uh, they have some uh, vegan yeah. cookies and a bunch of other things, too. So uh, we will share the wealth with yes. you today. Uh, we will also do some invites for the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition coming up on the 21st. A reminder, you can now go to WMMR.com or PrestonandSteve.com, yes. and you can sign up to win passes there. Uh, you can also text the word MIRACLE to 39333. We will send you a link uh, to all the information you need for Christmas Miracle. So, yet, there's another opportunity uh, for you to win, uh, not just calling in. So, make sure that you do that, and we're getting excited for that event as well. Uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I have the entertainment report all stacked up and ready to go. Stupid question and more. We'll be back in just a moment, so hang out with us today. Friday. Yes. No sad, bro. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to WindowNation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to WindowNation.com slash home show. With more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we have a stupid question this morning, and we are going to give away as a prize 
Uh, we have four pack of tickets for Six Flags, and they have their Holiday in the Park event uh, coming up. So the question that I will ask you is as follows. Who is responsible for creating the centigrade scale? The centigrade scale. Yep. Ah. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Who created the centigrade scale? 215-263-WMMR. Today is the second day of December, and look... It's Britney Spears' birthday today. Britney celebrates her 41st birthday today. Just uh, go ahead. A lot of things going on in the world of Britney. A lot of things. In fact, something just yesterday, um, her kids have asked her to stop posting naked pictures. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they are very upset with the fact that she does that a lot. Uh, Yeah. She, she does. Post quite a bit. Nude Nick has pulled up her Instagram, and sure enough, there she is fully naked in the bathtub. And yeah. they've got a little flower covering up uh, the, the main part, and she's got her hands on her bibbies. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's just, you know, I know she got out of that conservatorship and everything, but it just on the surface seems like... Looks there's... a little um, desperate. Yeah. yeah. And, and also just, uh, just doesn't seem all right. No. All right. No. Uh, but, however, she celebrates her 41st birthday today. I'm just wondering when she's going to put out new music, you know? Yeah, that's not happening. No? Oh, she, she, you know, she just did a collaboration with uh, Elton John. Elton John, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, she could, I guess. She, I'm sure she can still sing, so we'll see. Uh, actor Dan Butler played Bulldog Briscoe on the show Frasier. Yeah. Uh, who was the sports guy. He's great, yeah. Um, oh. And so they're bringing back Frasier. I have no idea if uh, Dan Butler's going to be involved. I, I hope know, so. I don't know what the story is with Frasier's radio career in this next uh, chapter. I think there's a progression where it's um, it's shifted. I don't know if it's in Seattle anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but uh, I don't know who's coming back. He was great. He was just one of those reliable characters that always delivered. Yeah. You know, like a lunatic. And Miles is not coming back. Miles did is say not, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a reason behind it. I, I, I forgot the actor's name. What David Hyde Pierce. Yes. Um, has just, he's, he's, he's not going to be a part of it. And um, you know, they're saying that's okay because it's it's a different part of Frazier's life. So they're yeah. going to take a different take. Well, if you uh, stop and think about it, Preston, he moved from the Cheers yeah, world to Frazier, and that worked. It was fine. Yep. Yeah. So he's 68 today, Dan Butler. Uh, Lucy Liu, uh, Charlie's Angels movies, Ally McBeal, loads of other films. Kill Bill. Kill uh, Bill. She, yeah, she turns uh, 54. I saw a... Um, there's a, a um, an account I follow. It's called uh, Effing Good Movies, and uh, it showed a picture of Lucy Liu and Uma Thurman together on the set of Kill Bill, and it was when they were shooting the scene where Lucy, you know, the top head of her head yes, gets yeah, cut yeah. off. And she's wearing the prosthetic, and they're sitting there smiling in a picture together with half of her head cut off. I love that sequence. I love where they have the initial exchange, and yeah. and then um, she comes back. The bride comes back, yeah. and um, you know, and and fights up to her standard. And Lucy Liu says, "I." Underestimated you. Yeah, and I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. It's such a great scene. Uh, yeah. She turns 54 years old. This is the music that's in that fight, by the way. It's awesome. Yep. Uh, Stone Phillips has his birthday today. The journalist, uh, Dateline, NBC. Uh, I guess is where he's. Still. <laughs> he was. Well, I, I don't. Is he? I don't. I never I don't see him. I, does, I thought he would kind of retired from NBC. I don't know if he does uh, special correspondence stuff. I think now. he had to go back to the factory to get it recharged. Uh, right. Mostly robot. Yeah. yeah. It was hilarious. They uh, they had a uh, an SNL skit with uh, Rob Lowe. I think it was playing yeah. Stone Phillips. 
and, um, you know, playing off that fact that he's very android-like. He's 67 today. Uh, Monica Sellas, the tennis player, 48 years old. We usually have a clip of her right. you know, screaming. Right. Because she would yell, uh, one of those screamers. I, I haven't watched professional tennis in ages. And- nah. I don't know who still yells when they uh, when they hit the ball, but she definitely was one of them. What were you suggesting she was yelling, Case? Not, uh, yeah, not, ready. not ready is what it sounded like. Um, sorry, I was uh, going, I, uh, your birthday's ahead, so I was looking That's for right. m- uh, music from Nelly Furtado. But uh, yeah, it sounded like <laughs> she was it. saying <laughs> not ready, not ready. And I feel like uh, there were uh, people who complained yeah, about it was distracting. how, yes. yeah, how yeah. Uh, vocal she was. Yep. Uh, yeah, here we go. We have the... Uh, okay. Uh, Let oh, me here. know when you're ready. Yep, yep. Here we go. Not ready. Not ready. Yeah. Uh, but she Gina Chetty. One of the great. She's 48. Uh, and yes, it is Nelly Furtado's birthday. Nelly Furtado. As uh, Casey was searching. We don't have any Nelly. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I want to fly away. Was that her song? That's yeah. it right now. I'm like a bird. Right. I don't know. Super talented, lovely eyes. Uh, I just like her name. Furtado. It does sound like food. <laughs> it sounds like the special at Taco Bell. Right. Two uh, Furtados to go, please. She is uh, <laughs> And 40, a large soda. 43 today. Uh, actor Stephen Bauer yeah. uh, in Scarpla- Scarface, he played Manny. Right. Manny, look at the pelicans. <laughs> um, he plays a lot of different characters with ha- that have different dialects. He's in um, uh, the, uh, oh, jeez, the guy who plays uh, Wolverine's uh, brother. Oh, um, uh, oh, Ray Donovan. Yeah, Ray, Ray Donovan, Donovan. Yeah, yeah, he plays Liam uh, Schreiber. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy who plays Wolverine's, Wolverine's brother. Wolverine. Ray Donovan, I know you. You're Wolverine's brother. <laughs> but he's in Ray Donovan, yeah. and he plays like an Israeli uh, like guy. He has that kind of look. Yeah, he's also in Gleaming the Cube, if you don't, if well, you don't, I don't know. remember that. Yeah. He is, he's, the co- he's the detective who's also... <laughs> Uh, you know, work in the case of, wow. uh, uh, who do you call it, Christian Slater's brother. In case he's Don Eladio in uh, Better Call Saul. Yes. Uh, he turns uh, 65 years old today. That seems a little low. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, after all, he was gleaming the cube at one yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nate Mandel plays bass for a band you may have heard of. They're called the Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. And he celebrates his 53rd birthday today. So, you know, Dave Grohl always does the uh, Jewish songs around uh, Hanukkah. Uh, from a Jewish artist, right? And I think he... Yeah. Doesn't right. he do it with Nate? He was doing that during COVID, right? Right. And yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was around the holidays. I'm not sure who all uh, participates in that, but yeah, he might be a part of it. So closer to the we'll get some bass eventually. <laughs> I'll, uh... I don't like... What, what is a good bass song? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's the guy's birthday. We can't go without any bass. Here we go. Right here. There you go. Happy birthday. (laughs) Go to hell. Nate celebrates his 53rd. Another bass player from the world of rock. Yeah. Plays in the band Def Leppard. Uh, What's a good uh, Def Leppard bass song? Because I got the whole Def Leppard library up here. Uh, And I'm like, okay. Wooten Gleeby Glanton Globin? No, I'll do this one. This, this has got no bass in it. Right. <laughs> this one has no bass in it. There you go. Hysteria. That's yeah, there you go. bass right off the bat. There you go. Listen to shred. Okay, so they're both playing on the same How thing. is that even possible? <laughs> because you put it on the same one, right? There we go. Down with me. 
And, and now we got rid of the one we wanted. So here's the deal. They're playing on the same channel. But the, but the one that's playing right now on our new audio system, it's not even up there anymore. That I over, sucks. I overrode it with hysteria. And, okay? Yeah. Did you so, say the guy's name? No, not yet. <laughs> okay. So we have to put down hotkey number one for however long freaking Fullen lasts. For that whole song? For that whole song, because there's no way I can turn it off. That is, that is, that needs to be corrected. That's ridiculous. There's got to be a way to stop that. So the only yeah. way I could have stopped it was right. to stop it and then overwrite it. Because, because the suspense over- is killing me. Whose yeah. birthday is it? It's Rick Savage. Oh, Rick right. Savage, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so for the next few minutes, Shad, just every now and then, yeah. turn that up. Yeah, we'll get to it. See if the song is still playing. I'm sorry, what, Steve? We join a hysteria already in progress. Okay, that'll be All for right. the next four and a half minutes or so. We'll just okay. turn that fader up and we'll get it. That's a bad feature to have in the system. Yeah. Rick Savage is 61 years old And today. we finally got Nelly Furtado. If you guys want to play some some of that. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, here you go. You're beautiful. It's an uplifting sure. song. You'll never, ever fade. You know, Preston, uh, prior to going on uh, there with uh, <laughs> Kathy Lee, I would dance around in my underwear to this. <laughs> Right before the show? Right before. Wow. Very invigorating. All right, she is uh, 43 years old today. <laughs> that whole song, that is going to play for that entire song. Oh, my God. It's insanely stupid. All right, uh, Joe Lo uh, Chuglio. Ah, uh, he's great. We've had here before, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Super Bad Role Models, Casey, and I Love You Man, he's a guy that says, uh, give uh, everything you got. Everything you got. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, saying, he's he's working out. He's trying to spot a guy who's uh, bench pressing, and he's telling him to give everything he got. You know, he's he was in a, a series that uh, was that Bloomhouse did about horror movies around Halloween, and he is a massive horror movie fan. Wow. Yeah, uh, he turns fifty one years old today. <laughs> God Almighty. Then the last birthday I saw is uh, actress Rena Sofer, who is just stunningly beautiful. Uh, she was, what was the show where uh, the lawyer owned the bowling alley? Oh, oh uh, Ed. Ed, yes. Yeah. So he was, she was one of the two gals she, very, that, very that, that he was torn between. Beautiful eyes. Uh, it's stunningly yeah. beautiful blue eyes. And in the movie Keeping the Faith, remember, yes. she's, uh, she's uh, the uh, news anchor in that. All right. Oh, we're to the guitar solo. We're looking for an answer to the stupid question. Who created the centigrade scale? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Peter, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Peter, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, Peter, who created the centigrade scale? Anders Celsius. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hang on, Peter. You're a whore, Peter. All right, since you got that right, we are going to set you up, sir, with a four-pack of Six Flags tickets. You can ring in the uh, you can ring in the holidays at Six Flags for the Holiday in the Park event. Uh, more than million, a million glittering lights, dazzling holiday entertainment, and thrilling rides. Plus, don't miss the new holiday market with Taste Eats and More. Open select dates, and that is through January 1st. So hang on the line, Peter. You're a whore, Peter. <laughs> 
Uh, let me see the entertainment news stories. We haven't even gotten to those yet. Here we go. Uh, a follow-up on the Good Morning America issue with uh, Amy Robach and uh, TJ Holmes. They yes. reportedly did not start hooking up with each other until after they broke broke up uh, with their respective partners. We mentioned that yesterday. Right. A source told people that this was two consenting adults who were each separated. They both broke up with their spouses in August within weeks of each other. The relationship didn't start up until after that. The Daily Mail posted bombshell photos that reveal Robach and Holmes have been in a relationship for the past six months. Uh Uh, According to people, though, and here's what I'm curious about. Robach's husband, Andrew Shue... Oh, the actor from Melrose Place? That's what I'm curious about. I don't think so. That's what I'm curious about. Uh, Deleted all the photos of her from his Instagram account. Is it? Are you kidding? They got married in 2010. He's a dynamic personality. Yes, Elizabeth Shue's brother Actually, Elizabeth Shue's brother. Yeah, I I think I have to side with her on this. He's always kind of boring. Uh, our inside uh, insider told Page Six a new couple felt supported and loved when right. they returned to work uh, Thursday. The source said they're not ashamed. They're two consenting adults who ended up loving each other. How's your affair going? Uh, Minnie Calling uh, poked fun at the co-anchor's alleged affair after her interview on the ABC show Thursday. Uh, she tweeted, "Good morning, America is trending because of my appearance on it." Right. <laughs> so uh, that continues. Leah Remini uh, rallied against Scientology following the hung jury in Danny Masterson's rape trial. Uh, the former Scientologist wrote, "My heart breaks for the women." who have been courageously and tirelessly uh, have been fighting for justice over five years. Uh, For years, they've been targeted and harassed by Scientology and its agents. They've also been targeted and harassed by their family members and friends who remained in Scientology. Uh, The That 70s Show star was charged three counts of rape by force or fear in June 2020 regarding separate incidents of sexual assault against three women that allegedly occurred at Masterson's home between 2001 and 2003. A tentative retrial date of March 27th has been scheduled, and Masterson remains free on bail of $3.3 million. Uh, This is a weird story. The body of a man found dumped on the sidewalk outside of a sheet metal manufacturing factory in the Bronx uh, on Monday was identified Thursday as actor Frank Vallelonga, Jr. Oh, yeah. So Vallelonga's body was found next to a bulldozer and showed no signs of trauma. Uh, Vallelonga was 60 years old. He was best known for being the real-life son of Frank Vallelonga Sr., an Italian-American bouncer uh, at the Copacabana who worked as a bodyguard to renowned black pianist Don Shirley during the 1950s and 60s. And Shirley's travels to the Deep South in 1962 with Vallelonga Sr. was chronicled in the Oscar-winning film Green Book in which the younger Vallelonga, the guy who they found dead, appeared as his own uncle in the movie. Uh, the film was co-written and co-produced by Nick Vallelonga, another of Tony Lip's children. Uh, the elder Vallelonga, better known by his stage name Tony Lip, uh, went on to become an actor and starred in Sopranos as crime boss Carmine Lupertazzi. Uh, he also portrayed mobsters in the films The Godfather, Goodfellas, and Donnie Brasco. I, I dig that movie, The Green Book. It is a good movie. Yeah. Investigators are still working to, ter- to determine uh, Vallelonga's cause of death, but preliminary findings point to an overdose. Police have arrested a suspect believed to have dumped his body at the site in a car that was leased by Nick Vallelonga. Uh, the car was supposed to be used uh, to film a John Travolta movie in New Jersey. Uh, the suspect, 35-year-old Stephen Smith, allegedly 
told police that Vallelonga overdosed and was already dead when the body was dumped. Uh, he faces a series of charges over that whole so thing. So what you're saying is they considered John Travolta a suspect? They did not say oh, that at all. Okay. No? Nope. Oh. Uh, the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences announced Thursday that it will give LeVar Burton a Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, nice. And Lawrence Fishburne will present the award to Burton. Uh, the award will be part of the first annual Children and Family Emmys on December 11th. Jack McBrayer is going to host the show. Uh, Burton hosted Reading Rainbow since 1983. The PBS series introduces young viewers to reading and further discusses the subjects of books of cho- uh, subjects of books chosen. Reading Rainbow uh, was, you know, it was, you know, after I was, <laughs> well, after I was a kid. But uh, I know people just adored that series. Oh, yeah, I loved yeah. it. Absolutely. Uh, Burton also hosts the podcast LeVar Burton Reads and launched a LeVar Burton Book Club on the Fable app. Uh, he authored children's books, uh, The Rhino Who Swallowed a Storm, and a kid's book about imagination, and the science fiction novel Aftermath. On television, of course, uh, he starred as Kunta Kinte in the miniseries Roots and as the Enterprise engineer Gordy LaForge in Star Trek The Next Generation. Jordy LaForge, sorry. Uh, Burton produced a uh, 2016 remake of Roots, by the way, which starred... Lawrence Fishburne as author Alex Haley. So there's yeah. the connection there. And there that's why go. he's going to be uh, giving him that award. So that's a really cool thing. Uh, Christina Hall is continuing to set the record straight when it comes to her family. The Christina on the Coast star <laughs> shared a family photo on Instagram Monday where she posed with her husband, Josh Hall, and her three kids. Her sons, Hudson, who is three, Braden, who is seven, and daughter, Taylor, who is 12 in Tennessee, with a blended family of five celebrated Thanksgiving. Um, and later in the day, the mom of three shared a lengthy explanation on her Instagram story addressing criticism of the fact that Hudson's face was covered with an emoji in the family shot. Ah, come on. The move came after the HGTV star announced last month that she would no longer share her youngest son's photos on social media after it became a point of legal contention between herself and her ex-aunt Anstead. It's ridiculous. You gotta show them. Uh, noting that this will be the last time I talk about this, she explained. Uh, she hoped to clear things up and the confusion and false info about Hudson's photos. Explaining critics have commented on her photo. Quote, she was never told she could post or that she couldn't post. The 39-year-old designer agreed and noted, I never said that. It was, I was not told I could no longer post Hudson. I was not told <laughs> anything by a judge because I was never in front of a judge. Said I chose and choose to not post Hudson because I was exhausted over Instagram being used as a tool against me. Uh, she noted that despite the belief that the contention is over Hudson appearing in paid advertisements on her page, she said people need to wrap their heads around the fact that none of this has anything to do with advertisements. Right. This is about control. There are many things that I was no longer okay with. Instagram was being used as a tool against me to judge the kind of mom I am. I was, and I was sick of it. Sick of it. Damn right. Uh, Hall concluded by saying that she was tired of every photo I posted on Hudson on my story. Holy Jesus Her main page was being screenshot and picked apart. So unless she's doing any sort of influencing, leave Instagram. Uh, she said, now uh, uh, the know-it-alls can go back to his page, please. Thank you, she said. So I don't know what she thought. <laughs> she had a, she's had a couple of times where people have come at her for posting what were actually pretty innocuous pictures online with her kids. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's, for all this hassle, why not just get off Instagram? Go to OnlyFans. It's too much of a marketing tool, yeah. I guess. So you know, but it's her account. If she chooses not to post her 
this kid's fine. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Exactly. And maybe the kid doesn't look that good. Maybe the emoji looks better. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's a really What ugly... you have to understand yeah. is he's an ugly child. He's an ugly kid. He post yeah, yeah. that. So. Right. His nose kind of bends up to the right. It's, it's really kind of sad looking. Uh, Drew Barrymore is dating again. That's good. The talk show host revealed on the December 1st episode of her eponymous talk show that she put herself out there for the first time since splitting with her ex-husband, Will Koppelman, in 2016. And his name is Tom Sizemore. Uh, she <laughs> told her guest, Whoopi Goldberg, that it's been so many years and I started to get a little worried. So she's jumping back in there again. We'll see how that goes. You know, the only time she's ever really done it for me, uh, as far as like... Uh, uh, Attractiveness, sexiness... The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer, really? Oh, yeah. That's she was so adorable in that. Adorable in that. What and about like, Never Been Kissed? Yeah. Man, there's, really. a, there's a scene in Charlie's Angels where they go to the racetrack. Yeah. And they're wearing these bodysuits, and she has to kind of uh, distract this guy by being uh, sexy. Hmm. And I'm like, wow, man. <laughs> it was. I don't remember yeah. that scene. There's a moment where she leans over and licks his steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's insanely hot. I got to try that. Yeah. Try that yeah, sometime, yeah. you know? See? Bill, before next, you leave. Yeah, next time you Why get are you looking at my steering wheel? Next time you get an Uber, <laughs> lick their steering wheel. Oh, this is hot. And see, oh, I'm right. watching it right now. Yeah, so a uh, video clip of this particular scene has uh, popped up. And yeah, this is her as a blonde. And yeah. that is about the <laughs> sexiest I, I have ever seen Drew Barrymore look. Yeah, there you go. All right, so anyhow, uh, she's dating again, so Yay. she's happy about that. Um, Brad, well, now, I'm not familiar with this guy. Uh, Brad William Henke, former NFL player turned actor, uh, passed away at the age of 56. He was on Orange is the New Black. You guys familiar? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, um, yeah, he told... He's uh, young. His family told TMZ uh, that he passed away in his sleep, and I really don't know any more than that. The cause of death, they say, is unclear at this point. So sleep apnea is a big deal, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. We'll have to... Um, sleep apnea kill you? Yeah. It's, I mean, you can eventually... Really? Yeah. He died from sleep apnea? Yeah, he died in his sleep. What the hell's oh. going on? What the, I have sleep apnea. I could be dead tomorrow. I mean, he's only 56 years old. Yeah. That's yeah. a real shame. Sad news, so maybe there'll be more on it down the road. Megan Fox is collaborating with Machine Gun Kelly on his latest nail polish collection. Oh, this is awesome. I know. Uh, page six reports that the, she knows what she's doing. The Transformers stars line includes five lacquers. All lacquers. I like that word, lacquers. I can't even talk about this. I know. Oh. I'm sorry, Kat. There's a couple things Kill I want to bring up today, Kath. Why don't you whisper and I will, I'll do some demanty voice for you. What okay. would you like to say? Go ahead. I don't know. I didn't hear about the nail polish. All right. Well, all yeah, of I didn't which. Know I didn't hear about the nail polish. <laughs> hey, Kath, can you just whisper? Can I hear how? Just... Um, does it, how does this sound? Okay. That. Well, yeah. if it's better how for your voice. Yeah. I should just whisper to you guys. Yeah. If you yeah. just whisper to us, it'd be fine. This yeah. is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, so they can be found in the Play with Fire kit for ninety dollars. Uh, she told. Ninety dollars. Yeah. Ninety dollars. That's an outrage. I'm not spending ninety dollars. Not at all. Uh, so she told. Now when I have succulents to buy. Uh, she told Allure that her favorite polish is the metallic green brutal honesty. That's a good holiday color. That was okay. a good holiday color. My <laughs> silver and gold. Uh, can you sing a little bit of that for us? Silver and gold. <laughs> silver and gold. Uh, Fox said it has a strong sexual energy. Oh, right. Shut up. That helps me feel aligned with my heart and my truest desires. Okay. So that's it. I actually want Kathy to paint my nails. 
Yeah, I, have, I was. I, I have nail polish. You brought the nail polish. I did. Oh, okay. shut up, woman. Yeah. Hey, um, is it a quick drying? Okay. No, it's regular. Okay, I think Marissa no, got some, regular. I think Marissa got some quick drying. Oh, I have to do Marissa too. It, I didn't yeah. know it took like twenty. Yeah, minutes. I brought in quick drying. Maybe that would work. Yeah, I'll bring it in and we'll give it a shot. Sounds great. I'll see you in the chair. <laughs> Maybe if we have time, we'll paint my nails today. Okay. Yeah, I mean we. Uh, really Marissa's not sounding great either. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of when we had that um, the people that uh, had those weird laughs. Do you remember the mom laugh? Uh, yeah. It, okay. This one? You yeah. want me to play it? Yeah. <laughs> no, there it was. Hold on. What was that? Delicate laugh one more time? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my it's God. Disgusting. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what are you so disgusting? That is awful. That's is that from smoking, you think? No. It, it might be. Wow. I, th- I think she's just got a weird, yeah, when she laughs. That sounds crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right. Anything else? Okay. Well, why don't you two work it out? <laughs> All right. I'm over here with a sore throat. Zendaya's mom. Oh. Uh, well, I love Zendaya. Seems to be warning fans that the recent rumors about her daughter and Tom Holland's engagement are just clickbait. Uh, Claire Stormer, oh, shut up, woman! Uh, cryptically posted the definition of the word on her Instagram story on Wednesday, as fans were buzzing about the engagement. That speculation, uh, the speculation seemingly began when a Twitter account called Pop Hive posted a picture of the pair, accompanied by a caption claiming that they were reportedly engaged. So the mother jumped in to uh, put yeah. the kibosh on Just this to say they are not engaged in these right. are rumors. But thank you, mom. I mean, they have they've been in a relationship for a little while now. I think they're an adorable couple. I, I do too. I think they'd be uh, I think they'd be a wonderful married couple. Mm. So we'll see if that ends up happening. Keisha Knight Pulliam, uh, who was uh, Rudy, Rudy! Uh, yeah, on the Cosby Where's Show. Where's Leo? Uh, is expecting her second child now. Gonna be a grandpop twice uh, over. The Cosby Show alum announced on Instagram Thursday that she is indeed pregnant. And uh, this will be her first child with her husband, Did Brent. you do it naturally or with Benadryl? Her, her <laughs> first child with her husband, Brad James. Uh, and Pulliam is already a mom to five-year-old Ella, who she shares with her ex, Ed Hartwell. They grew up so fast. Yeah. I think she's adorable. She's still uh, cute as a button. Oh, she's adorable on the show, too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But <laughs> <laughs> Kenny. Kenny. That was his name. <laughs> Uh, let's say a couple other stories. I have a story about Alan Iverson. Oh. What in the who? Uh, so. That's a blast from the past. It is, <laughs> Kathy. Uh, he <laughs> sat down. He wants to call me delicious. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I'm trying to provide stuff that you might say. So. It's, it's uh, Matt Cord for six. Oh, man. Never mind. That's not me. I thought it was Matt Cord announcing Allen Iverson, and it was not. I'm having a banner. Friday. Listen, you, you, it's the new system. You, you've been doing very well. Oh, it's not the system. It's just that the. Never mind. Go okay. ahead. Back right. to you, Preston. So he was on Kevin Hart's YouTube series called "Cold as Balls" on the LOL mm-hmm. Network, huh. and Iverson reminisced on his relationship. 
uh, with the late David Stern, the NBA's uh, former commissioner. He said that their relationship wasn't the greatest, especially when Iverson released uh, his rap song, 40 Bars, under the moniker Jewels. Yeah. I don't remember this song. Oh, uh, yeah, we yeah. played it on the air. Yeah, we played it. I yeah. don't remember yeah. it at all. It, it, it wasn't that memorable. Oh, well, that, there you That's go. why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the song was a part of a hardcore rap album that he planned to release, but looking back on the album, he admitted that it was a little embarrassing. Uh, he said it wasn't a great relationship when I did that terrible rap album. So he flat out said those words. He said that it was terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, he said uh, he was trying not to laugh. When he said that, he was trying not to laugh. He said, when I did that bull, <laughs> that's when I had a problem with David Stern. And I remember going into the office, and he was reading my lyrics. He was reading them to me. He was reading 40 bars off a piece of paper, Kev. And I was trying not to laugh because I knew how serious it was <laughs> and what I was saying. But obviously, you know what I was saying. So I hear... David Stern rapping to me, it was crazy. So he's trying not to laugh because the guy's reading the lyrics verbatim to him. Uh, at the time of the song's release in 2000, Stern had set up a meeting with Iverson and demanded that he change the controversial rap lyrics. Uh, coincidentally, the album, which was supposed to debut in February 2001, Iverson's MVP season, uh, was scratched, and that was the end of Jules, the rapper. Where do you think Iverson sits right now in the way he's... I I think he's Better. now moving into that, but not if not venerated. It, um, I think he's just a lot more humble. A I lot think, more humble. Yeah, I, think, I think he recognizes uh, that this town loved him, and, and you know if he and he's of, re-embraced it. Yes, if, if he'd been uh, that way a little bit more when he was a player, the, the, he could have had this city in the palm of his hand. Right, that, that's how talented he was. And, you know, that MVP season, he was incredible. He's a great basketball talent. He just didn't um, do all the right things all the time. And and listen, that's part of who he is. But I'm glad to see him embrace this sort of um, this aspect of his personality at this point in his career because he can still come back and do the you yeah. know, running for mayor and saying hi to the kids and being a, a Sixers ambassador. Not everybody knows how to handle fame. Yeah, uh, you totally. Know what I mean? And he, he Nelly Furtado did. He certainly didn't when uh, when he was at the top of his game. He was and, a kid. He was he had a ton of money. Yep. And uh, and so I think he's he's learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, now and and he's a different person. He needs so. some silver nail polish. That's what he needs. <laughs> That's what he needs. You want fame? Same cost. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Deschanel is returning to television. Uh, Deadline reports that the former New Girl star will host What Am I Eating with Zoe Deschanel uh, for Discovery. That could work. She's adorable. Obviously, she's making the rounds now because they're showing Elf all the time. Yep. But the New Girl was one of my favorite sitcoms. Love that ensemble. Uh, the six 30-minute episodes are going to feature the actress exploring common food mysteries. Mm. Revealing the shocking truths uh, behind manufactured food. Now, she has um, captivating eyes. Oh, very she much does. so. Yeah. She uh, do. My, my favorite picture is when they mash her with Dave Chappelle, and it's called Zoe Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I've not seen that. I want to see that. Oh, dude. It's, Zoe Dave Chappelle. It's an amazing Is it as picture. good as uh, Holmes Stallone? <laughs> it's way better. All right. Uh, a couple other quick things, and we got to get on to the, uh, the movies and the clips and all that stuff. Uh, get ready to say goodbye to the Guardians. Marvel debuted the uh, official trailer uh, for the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on Thursday. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the film is the final adventure for the team and director James Gunn, uh, who has left the MCU to take a job as an executive at DC Studios. Uh, the film debuts in theaters on May 5th, 2023. So he shot the Guardians Christmas special while this was being shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the trailer looks really good. It looks touching. 
it looks like it's a proper coda, you know, to everything. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. And then one other trailer uh, hit yesterday, the trailer for Indiana Jones 5. Uh, And I watched just a snip of it on the news this morning. So I was thinking, you know, this is the one that I'm like, oh, man, because the the crystal skull was um, was not so good. Uh, but this, I thought, looked pretty yeah. damn good. The trailer's fantastic. Yeah. And he's clearly embracing the fact that he's an older he's older, guy. yeah. And, and so that's part of the whole plot. They reveal a uh, de-aged Harrison Ford, as well as the official uh, film title, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The Dial of yep. Destiny. Which will hit theaters on June 30th, 2023. So that's cool. I'm, I'm happy for Harrison Ford. Apparently, a lot of the stuff that it, with him de-aged comes from footage that was shot... Um, years ago that yeah. they reincorporated that never ended up in any movie. So that's pretty cool. Oh, and it's got Sala in it as well. Yes. Sala makes a return. Uh, nice. A thinner Sala. Yes. All right, we're ready for uh, movies opening this weekend. Ah. So let's get to the story. All right, Violent Night opens. Action, dark comedy starring David Harbour, John Leguizamo, Beverly D'Angelo. When a team of mercenaries break into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. It is an hour and 41 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide Theater released today. The Rotten Tomatoes score officially is at 66%. Uh, but we'll see what you think about it when you go see it, because I am dying to see this movie. Also opening is Emancipation. It's a history drama thriller. Stars Will Smith, Ben Foster, and Charmaine Bingwa. Uh, Will Smith stars in the triumphant story of Peter, a man who escapes from slavery, relying on his wits, unwavering faith, and deep love for his family to evade cold-blooded hunters and the unforgiving swamps of Louisiana. Freedom is only a slap away. <laughs> uh, running time is an hour and 52 minutes long. Rated R. Wide theater release today. Uh, streaming December 9th. And Rotten Tomato score is at 60% for that. And then finally is a movie, Spoiler Alert. Uh, it's an LGBTQ plus comedy drama starring Jim Parsons, Ben Aldridge, and Sally Field. A heartwarming, funny, and life-affirming story of how Michael and Kit's relationship is transformed and deepened when one of them falls ill. Running time is two hours and two minutes, rated PG-13, wide theater release today, and the score is a 65% at Rotten Tomatoes. Steve, I want to ask you about the Rotten Tomatoes scores, because the score, the Rotten score is 62% for Violent Night, but the audience score for that movie is 92%. Which one do you trust the m- more? I tend to take the the um, the audience, you right. know, the general reaction. There's been a lot of questions about the Rotten Tomatoes mechanism. You have to know how to read it. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, for example... Um, uh, Violent Night was at uh, 86% like a day ago. So it got flooded with... Now, and also take the time to read some of the reviews. Yeah. Because they'll put something as not fresh, and you'll read the review, and, and you'll say, this review seems very positive, except for this one thing. Right. So right. Uh, that's how they reconcile this stuff. Yep. All right, uh, let's do the clips. The new series, George and Tammy, is a chronicle of the country music power couple, Tammy Wynette and George Jones. And in this clip, Jessica Chastain talks about actually singing in the show 
instead of lip syncing. Here we go. You know, there's been a lot of incredible music biopics where they decided to lip sync. But it became very clear to me in the very beginning that so much of this miniseries was about telling the story through the songs. And the only way to do that is to let it be live and alive. Could you shut up? Uh, so George and Tammy comes out uh, next week on Showtime. Is that, uh, yeah, it's Michael Shannon yes. playing George Jones. Wow. I'm, Interesting. I'm interested in this uh, this uh, story, this um, miniseries. I guess it's a miniseries. Uh, yeah, and you know what I mean? So they've done some good ones uh, out of that world, like um, uh, the Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Johnny Cash yeah. uh, film was fantastic. It was excellent. There's some really good stuff, uh, really great uh, stories. To Coal Miner's Daughter. Yeah. All right, let's do clips again. Ryder embarks on a roller coaster ride of emotions when his partner gets diagnosed with terminal cancer. And spoiler alert, here star Jim Parsons. Explains how he connected with his co-star prior to filming. As soon as we knew that it was official and we were going to go, I initiated an email chain with uh, Ben that we worked on for a few months before he got here. And that was largely due to the fact that we already knew that he was going to arrive and we'd start shooting like the next day. And it seemed impossible to try and portray the depth of a relationship we wanted to do without getting to know each other a little bit first. Spoiler alert is out today in theaters, as we said earlier. And there you go. That is the entertainment report for this morning. All right, we got a bunch happening today. Christopher Titus is stopping by in our studio. Uh, We also have Alfonso Ribeiro on the program and... National Cookie Day is coming up on Sunday. Oh, boy. In celebration of that, our friends at Insomnia Cookies are swinging by with some goodies, and they're going to have some for you, too. So we'll have a chance to win some cookies throughout the course of the morning. Uh, We also have your opportunity to win right now passage. Well, I guess passage is not the right word. Attendance to the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle 2022 Miller Lite. It's a Christmas Miracle. Ugly sweater edition at the... Excite Center in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Would you like to go? Are you a diehard fan of the Preston and Steve Show? You'll certainly need to be in order to win the prizes because we do trivia about our program as you are called up to the podium. So let's find out. We will take the first five callers right now. 215-263-WMMR. And we will add you to our list. Make sure that you show up Wednesday, December 21st, bright and early, dark and early, actually, at 6 a.m. So we can get you registered and get you in and maybe up on stage to win some prizes. And uh, you can bring a friend. They won't be qualified to be a part of the contest, but we'll have other giveaways that are happening, Uh including the Miller Light Ugly Sweater Contest. So make sure that you dress appropriately for that. All right, we'll get you on board. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Hang out with us on this Friday morning. We'll return shortly. Tonight, 5 to 7, Nick from the Preston and Steve Show rocks McGurk's 307 Horsham Road in Horsham with a Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition pre-party. Enter for a chance to win a seat at the big event on December 21st at Parks Casino and enjoy $4 Miller Lite draft. Real quick, if you don't mind, I'd like to pass along a butt plug. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> Marissa, did you have a chance to post that uh, link? You're doing that now. 
<clears throat> so uh, my wife is involved with a charity called The Mother's Wish, and it is for people with uh, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, uh, uh, IBD. My my youngest has uh, Crohn's disease, so that's why it's been a big passion project for us for years. And so they are up for a, uh, a donation, uh, but you need votes. So this is through uh, Redstone, one of Kathy's favorite huh. places, in Plymouth Meeting. Yes, in Plymouth Meeting. And uh, you can vote for the Wood Fired Fund, and they'll make a donation to the charity that wins that. So, give it a little plug a How does one vote? To a mother's wish. So support. Marissa's going to post where she's giving me, she's pointing up a finger, and I don't know what that means exactly. Let me go to here. Hang on. <laughs> Marissa. Up on PresidentSteve.com in oh. like 30 seconds. Oh, my <laughs> God. Listen she to you worse. two. Yeah. Well, Marissa and I are going to be doing a podcast later. <laughs> I, I can't wait. It's going to be so hot. What do you want to talk about, Kathy? <laughs> Itchy and scratchy. Yeah, Jesus. Wow. All right, so it'll be up in, uh, she'll have it up in a minute. You guys should do a podcast with Steve-O. Yeah, Yeah, right? right? Strained voices are us. Uh, But it'll be up on PrestonSteve.com in a little bit, and if you wouldn't mind, I would appreciate it. My my, uh, youngest would appreciate it. My family would if you could uh, vote for a mother's wish. They have a link. You just click on it. You don't have to fill anything out. You just... Click on the charity you want to vote for, and there's a couple of charities it's on there. It's very easy. I so. already voted, Preston. It's oh, very oh, easy. Nice. Thank you, Mercy. Yeah, it's just a one-click thing. No, no, absolutely do it. Very little to it. So it's called the Wood-Fired Fund Receipt, uh, and a mother's wish uh, is the one to vote for, if you wouldn't mind. So we'll post that up in a little bit. Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video out. Uh, it is called Strangle Farm. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> And the description says, come on down to Strangle Farms, where we grow naturally, eat naturally, and strangle turkeys with piano wire naturally. Uh, you can be the first to see the newest Daily Rush video by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. And Kyle put together uh, this photo to promote it, and it's this guy choking out a turkey. That's oh, so my funny. God. It is great. So when you get a chance, check that out. All right, so I have some uh, junk drawer stuff we're heading into the weekend, and we should probably dive in there and find something. All right, I have this story. Here, I found it. Uh, I, I have this uh, this article. It's pretty fascinating. All okay? right. And uh, there's a guy named uh, David uh, Ancali, I think is how you pronounce his last name. So he opened up video after video of diarrhea this year. And it struck him that this is not what he expected to be doing for his Ph.D. What did he do? And he, he was watching videos of oh. people with diarrhea. Okay. Uh, and Kali, a mechanical engineering student at Georgia Tech who researches fluid dynamics. Oh, man. Is currently working to demystify the acoustics of urination, flatulence, and diarrhea. Okay. Like he, that. Like literally... That's those sounds, and it's all right. And it's it's actually pretty fascinating. So his team is training AI to recognize and analyze the sound of each bathroom phenomenon. In fact, research suggests that tracking the flow of our excretions could benefit public health. How so? Okay, okay I'll explain. And Kali and uh, Maya Gatlin, who created, they, they created a mechanical device loaded with pumps, nozzles, and tubes meant to recreate the physics and sounds of human bodily functions. So they created this thing to create fart, diarrhea, pee sounds. Hang outside awesome. Taco Bell. 
So they named it wow, okay. the Synthetic Human Acoustic Reproduction Testing Machine. Short for that is Shart. Yes! S-H-A-R-T. Yes! Do we by any chance have audio of what no. this thing's able to do? We don't. All right. But we assume that it's very accurate, correct? So, well, they're getting it there. So yeah. Shart is now preparing an AI algorithm to one day pick up on deadly diseases like cholera and stop an outbreak in its tracks, according to the presentation at last week's American Physical Society Annual Fluid Dynamics Conference. And Kali and Gatlin's uh, results haven't yet been published in a peer-reviewed journal, so they're still working on this stuff. But Thank you. So diarrheal diseases like cholera kill 500,000 children yearly, making them the third leading cause of child mortality worldwide. So it's a serious issue. I didn't know that. So the goal is to combine the machine learning model with inexpensive sensors and deploy them in regions susceptible to outbreaks of diarrheal disease. Uh, Gatlin... Said, and as we classify those events, we can start to collect the data. It can say, hey, we're seeing an outbreak of lots of diarrhea. And then we can start to quickly diagnose what's going on in that area. Okay, I can't, can't help but chuckle, but, and, I, but I, I certainly get where they're going with this. And Callie said, our initial focus for that year was really on flatulence and urination. Uh, he and his colleagues... That was a great year, wasn't it? We're trying to re- relate the sound of farts to the internal geometry of a rectum, abnormal changes could mean cancer. They said after discussing what gastro with gastroenterologist, uh, we thought that it would be a good way to try a, for a non-invasive route. So one could divine the presence of cancer through flatulence. Through the sounds. That is pretty so amazing. There, yeah. I'll, I'll get into you the You just de- have to put your ear up really close. I will get into the details. So uh, the project soon expanded. They wondered, next-gen toilets could do more than collect excrement. They could also help alert communities of an outbreak. He said that's uh, where acoustics came in. Sound is easier to analyze remotely than video or self-reporting, and it's less invasive or cumbersome than a medical examination. And the sounds of our outputs, urination, flatulence, solid defecation, and diarrhea, are distinct, apparently. The team realized that an inexpensive device and an AI algorithm could organize this toilet information. So, so be, yes, how elaborate would the audio monitoring system need to be for you? Say you're passively going to the bathroom, right? I mean, do, would you have to have like a like a recording studio and a, an engineer on the other side of glass, or so. no. just a microphone would get it done? I think that's what would get it done. So they began by sorting through publicly available audio. And video of excretion of excretions. We could have helped capturing the frequency spectrum from each and feeding it into a machine learning algorithm. And their AI then learned from all that doo doo data until it was primed for the sharp machine testing. And the sharp machine is a couple of feet wide. It has loads of nozzles and attachments. The team pumps water through the machine and records the sounds. They Just learned one word or two. The, they, they learned the physics behind the sound of each excretion, and design the device to stimulate those same dynamics. My mind is reeling. Tinkering with different attachments for each subsystem. Uh, and Gatlin said a lot of thought went into each of the sounds. There are uh, There was a subsystem for each sound on this little machine. Uh, their algorithm identified the correct excretion event up to 98% of the time. That's a pretty good ratio. Yep. Yeah. The team is also exploring the fundamental physics at play in the conference presentation, and Kali described how the team modeled uh, the sound of male urination, uh, streams turning into droplets that splash in succession. 
Uh, if the geometry of the urethra changes, so do the stream and sound. And now I'm going to crap my pants. <laughs> And now Ankali is working with urologists to use the same machine learning approach to detect irregular changes in urination and flatulence based on this idea. I'm going to guess that at the institute where they're conducting this, they are the laughing stock. However, if there is some legitimacy to this, Mm -hmm. uh, and you you could... uh, it's probably, I guess, because no one goes there. They went there. And if they could use, get something that could passively this way determine, um, you know, if you're in a, a, heading down a bad path, well, then that's good. Yeah, totally. Better medicine through farts. You've, you've seen where, you know, people have seen a, a posted photo of someone yeah. and uh, their eye has a, uh, yeah. A certain uh, 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 reflection in it, and people will go. You need to go get that checked out, or, and they end up having cancer. Fingers, it happens quite often. Yeah. Right? Forget, wasn't it with the baseball commissioner or somebody had uh, there was it, his fingers at the end had become um, s- sort of bloated around his fingernails, and yep. that was a warning sign, and he got alerted to it. Exactly. Uh, they said self-reporting is not very reliable. Uh, they proposed that uh, changes. Yeah, I just had a hairy fart. Uh, I'm very concerned that I might have diphtheria. <laughs> Sounds sounds kind of like that. (laughs) Sir, this is a CVS. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if you had, if you held the phone up to your ass to fart. Hey, listen. Yeah. All right, listen. (laughs) Yeah, does that sound like diphtheria? (laughs) So I had no idea that that the acoustics of stuff that comes out of your ass yeah, might Maybe. actually be able to tell a thing or two. You see the commercials for the uh, Colo... Uh, Colo Guard? Colo Guard. Yeah. What the uh, the poop uh-huh. box. He's yeah. just crapping the box. Yeah, he's a, he's a talking box and yeah. he walks around and... Crapping me. His job is uh, for you to poop into him and it's uh, to prevent colo uh, rectal cancer. Okay. And uh, it's a it's a good ad campaign because it's a great way to get out in front of it. Prevention is key. And However, it, cla- it claims to be... Pretty accurate. Yes, yes. I, I believe it is, but it's just uh, the concept of it's... a talking box telling me to poop in him, right. and then to me for them to mail that box and piss on me if you want. Right, I'm into all that stuff. And they go to like oh, yeah. Steve. They're like hanging out at campfires. <laughs> going be my to... regular Saturday night thing. You're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing now. Get crapping and pissing, and then spank me. Steve, there's one at the beach. And they're hanging out of the beach. I've seen that. And the poop box comes up to the lady sitting on their lounge chair. And he's like, hey, let's prevent colorectal oh cancel. This box wants me to crap in it. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it seems kind of weird. I, I also, very weird. Um, but I mean, <laughs> you know, honestly, if that sort of... If that would be a precursor, if someone's afraid Seriously. of getting a colonoscopy, yes. and they were to do this... If this talking like, poop comes, box yeah, helps save lives... be your lives. best friend. Right. I mean, sometimes cartoons can save lives, and this poop box might do that. Do you guys ever have to do a stool sample at home? I don't think so. But just at the doctor. For, for, for pets, I have not for myself. Yeah, we've yeah. had to a few yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, I've done it for my pets, and I think maybe we should, as Jeep owners, we should do crap in a Jeep. Jeep. Yeah, no, crap in a, in a jar and leave it on. That could be something. That'd be your new thing. Make yeah. that a Jeep thing. Yeah, I'm uh, joining no, the. They, uh, they give you this little. Um, uh, they give you this little insert for your toilet. Oh, I did not know that. Yep, and and you put it on there, and you just <laughs> sit down, you do your business. What? So you don't have to sit there with a jar under your your <laughs> exactly. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> Here, you got to aim yeah. really well with this jar. <laughs> All right, to make sure. Now they they have this You're little, making the run on Pearl Harbor. They have this little insert, and it's it's put on your toilet. You just sit on it. You do your business. The problem is, and I've had this happen because I've had to give one myself. Is if you have a big one. Oh boy. Uh, 
like there wasn't enough room. Like I, had oh, to, look I had to, at you! I had to stand oh. up. I know it was always a, bragging about his BM. It was an award winner. <laughs> it was a, it was a good one. Uh, I'm joining the um, the club, the colonoscopy club uh, yeah. in February. Yeah. So um, I set up with Dr. Mike, and I've not done one yet. I know you guys have all gone. I think we should do it together. You know, like like Steve Martin and Martin <laughs> yeah. Short and Tom Hanks. Uh, one of these years, but uh, yeah, mine mine will be in February. It's okay. it, it, it's bizarre, but you will um you will feel warm yeah. and cocooned, and it'll be wonderful. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. All right, so I thought that was interesting. To that share. is I've, interesting. Uh, another junk drawer item or two. All right, here we go. I found this one in here. Pantone has spoken, and they have the new color of the year. All right. Uh, the- the Global Color Authority reveals its color of the year every December, uh, and they announced yesterday that... you want a, a drum you roll? You want a drum roll? Okay. Yeah, so we can give you the... The color of the year, ladies and gentlemen, is... Viva Magenta. Ah! That's it, yes. It is... It is called Viva Magenta. That's right, man. Look at that color, man. That's from Pantone, man. Yep. And uh, it, it is, is Viva Magenta. It is a vibrant relative of the red family. Uh, described as, it's actually a, a pretty cool color. It's I, pretty awesome, man. I love this Crayola crayon. It was one of my favorites. It was a go-to. Is that it's right in the pocket pressure. It's only 14 years old. <laughs> it was all, It was called uh, Viva Magenta? No, just regular magenta. Okay. But in the 64 box, you would get uh, a magenta Crayola crayon. God, I love that box. I'm crazy. Oh the one that had the crayon sharpener the sharpener. Built into it. Man, you were so cool if you had the sharpener. Sharpen the F out of those things. <laughs> uh, it's described as a nuanced crimson tone that balances warm and cool. Viva Magenta is an unconventional shade. I am Sylvester Stallone, and it's my privilege to announce the Pantone color of the year. For an unconventional time, Pantone, Pantone said in a statement. Huh. Uh, they said, powerful and empowering. Wow. It is an animated red that encourages experimentation and self-expression without restraint. An <laughs> electrifying, boundaryless shade. Brave and fearless. Viva Magenta is a pulsating color whose exuberance promotes optimism and joy. Shut the f*** up! Uh, the company went on to describe the color as audacious, witty, and inclusive of all. Now they're getting ridiculous. The color is a nice color, though. It is. I, I like it. Uh, Red the, used to be my favorite color. Uh, the Pantone Color Institute's choice is intended to reflect the latest trends across sectors, including fashion, beauty, technology, design, and home decor. And it also serves as something of a mood ring with shades chosen to capture the zeitgeist. So stop and think about this, about what colors do to us and how we react to colors. And we're talking about the poop box. Uh, The colors of the character on it are that they use blue. Mm -hmm. And I think blue is probably a very common color, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right? I think so. And red is, red tends to be a more dynamic color, but this is a muted red. Or alarming, you know, dangerous, yeah. Yeah, it's got some uh, it's got some tones of purple <clears throat> mixed in with it. It seems like um, I think that's a cool shade. That could be the poop box's evil twin, Kathy. This was another thing I thought you would be nice to chime in on, but I know, and this is my color. Is it? I love talking about poop. This is your it looks, color. It looks good whenever I wear it. People yep. will compliment me. Oh, you, red is a is a very yeah. Not uh, red. This magenta color. Oh. Uh, in years, they, they went on to say, in years characterized by uncertainty, this has often meant colors that soothe, calm, or uplift. 
Amid the ongoing pandemic, Viva Magenta represents reassurance, confidence, and connection in a world trying to get back on its feet. Uh, so Are these the runner-ups on each side of them? No, we're, looking at, we're looking at Viva Magenta in the middle, and then there's Grey Lilac and Pale Khaki. Uh, I don't know. Not those, sure. Those seem very earth-tony. Uh, Latrice Eisman, executive director of the Pantone Color Institute, Dark. said that the hue was inspired by the natural red dye derived from small insects, insects that are called uh, cochinellas, co- huh. cochineals, I'm sorry, uh, which I'm not familiar, but they're little bitty bugs. Never heard of them. That have this color to them. <clears throat> as uh, they went on to say, as virtual worlds become a more prominent part of our daily lives, we look to draw inspiration from nature and add what is real. Uh, and they added, rooted in the primordial, Viva Magenta reconnects us to original matter. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Invoking the forces of nature, it galvanizes <laughs> oh, our no. spirit. Someone's trying to justify their paycheck. Yeah. Helping us to build our inner strength. So it does all that, doesn't it? That's what this color does. Okay. Well, it looks great on Kathy. We know that. Yeah, it makes so. Kathy look good. Yeah. I like that. I like that color. What's your favorite color? You. You. I don't have a favorite color. You don't? Uh, no. Hmm. Um, so... Hunter Green. Uh, there you color? go. Yeah, it's my favorite. I mean, I always appreciated black, and uh, but sometimes it has to do with like uh, the car I'm driving right now. Like I have a blue car, so I kind of like blue. You like the blue. People uh, people will yell at you for saying black is your favorite color because it is not. Oh, shut up. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> shut up. You're going to get yelled at for saying that. So how would I refer to it? The a- my favorite the absence, absence of color. color. It's yeah. my favorite absence of color. There you go. <laughs> I know. You know? Yeah. And white, ostensibly, is all color. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, so, yeah, those people can suck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> suck on my little red bleeding bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, what else we have here for you? Let me dive in. <clears throat> the draw sounds extra voluminous today. There's a lot in here. It's been a week. All right, here we go. Uh, travel and leisure has named Cape May and Atlantic City to its list of the 25 best Christmas towns wow. in the United wow. States. Right. Uh, Can you dig it? Uh, they're kind of near the, the bottom. Uh, Cape May was ranked uh, number 21, and Atlantic City was ranked number 23. On the way to Cape May. Uh, the list of the most charming towns to spend Christmas features destinations from coast to coast, including towns that boast... <clears throat> Beautiful decorations and cheerful wintry events. We've been to Cape May many times around Christmas. Uh, my only complaint is that it, it's not as busy as it should be. We've taken they have uh, horse drawn carriage rides and stuff like that. But like, and that that main square on Washington is awesome. But like, it could be more thriving around that. A time. lot of stuff does shut down. Uh, yeah, but I so, would say of all of the South Jersey shore towns, Cape May is the most active year round, especially around Christmas. Yeah, like, but, but for, so yeah. for the holidays, you'd give it the thumbs up for the place to go yeah. for. Right. If you're gonna go to a Jersey Kathy shore agrees? town, yeah, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's pretty. Uh, it's it's lit nicely. Yeah. There there's a big square, as Casey had said, for you to walk around in. And uh, are there and activities? We we did the horse drawn carriage. Yeah. Uh, and my God, was it cold the night we? Oh had. yeah. Yeah. But they could be. You bring blankets nice. and, and you bundled up, and so we weren't you know freezing our bones uh, to our bones or anything like that. But it was really neat. I I thought it was. You know what the proper word is. Charming. Yeah. Oh, all right. Absolutely. I love charming. that. That's I love why I think it's not crowded is because it's so cold. Probably. Yeah, you don't, I mean, not many people go to the shore. Uh, it's a little breezier. Uh, you I think know. it's a great time to go down to the shore. I do, too. I love it. Yeah. It is. But uh, outside, like, uh, Congress Hall had, like, a cool little setup. Uh, and, you know, in the pandemic, obviously, um, 
took some of those things away. We went again last year, and it was a little bit different than when we went pre-pandemic. And you know what? We ended up eating dinner. Uh, we didn't have reservations anywhere, and we ate outside at this place. Um, so they they, they had some, to eat it up. Some of the restaurants have those, yeah. and it was cold. Like I said, yeah. it was really cold mm-hmm. that night. They had fires and they had heaters, nice. and we were just fine. Yeah, um, Congress Hall I think is open year round, and it they, is. they have the Blue Pig there, and that's a great restaurant. So yeah, there's more options there uh, in the in the off season than there are in most other towns. So describing this, that uh, says that uh, Kate May drew praise for the sweet treats from the original Fudge Kitchen, the uh, historic Congress Hall Resort, which hosts a festive, family friendly activities. And its unique architecture, which particularly adds charm at Christmas time. Will they help you help you uh, pack your fudge for you, or, or how <laughs> yeah. do they work? No, it no, no. They, they they pack it for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Travel and Leisure wrote uh, this Jersey Shore town has a strong Victorian streak. It's easily organ- uh, recognized by its quaint architecture, and the holiday season pushes it a little further on the Dickens scale. Well, I've got to get out there and check it out. Yeah. Uh, Cape May's holiday staples include Winter Wonderland at Congress Hall. Held Wednesday, November 30th, and uh, the West Cape May Christmas Parade, which is this Saturday. Uh, There are also holiday-themed trolley rides, breakfast with Santa events, and multiple tree lighting ceremonies. Uh, Plus, visitors can admire the town's decor during its annual Christmas candlelight house tours uh, held the first three Saturdays in December. Steve, I want to ask you a personal travel question um, because I I know a lot of your tastes. But when you stay in a hotel, do you mind like an old-style type of hotel? Not at all. All right, then Congress uh, Congress Hall is up your alley because it's, um, it's not modern. Uh, and so, like, you know, like... If it's well-maintained, it I'm down with it. Yeah, and it's a really nice hotel, but, it like, the floors kind of creak, and some okay. of the floors are a little crooked because it's been around since the 1800s, <laughs> and a lot of it's wooden. Um, but it's not like, uh, when we say the Courtyard by Marriott and the Navy Yard, you know, right. like, that's a brand-new modern hotel with all the modern features. I, this I don't is like not when, I, when I checked into my room, Nick, and it had been used as a meth lab prior yeah. to me. Right, no, that, you don't that, want that. that. Yeah. None but, of that there. But there, there, there's a lot of quaint places to stay, and then you have places like the Icona, you know, and, and they're oh, right. building... Which they're is building, wonderful. Yeah, they're building a new one down there. I I really do enjoy like Cape May, the area where you know Congress Hall. It, it's cute and quaint, but like it, it gets really crowded. But like there are other parts of Cape May because I ride my bike all through that area that are just like these little gems that uh, you know, like the, like farms and wineries and yep. all this sort of stuff. It's it's pretty great. There. And again, if any of that stuff is open during the winter, I love mm-hmm. it. I even, walking along the beach in the winter. Yeah, you get Let's, bundled up and just enjoy it. That's why Cape May is a little more uh, unique because there is open space uh, down there as opposed to some of the other towns, which are just you know. The home, just neighborhoods, just flooded with it, with hotels right. and neighborhoods and stuff like that. It's a little more spacious. Uh, as for Atlantic City being on this uh, list, uh, they wrote, uh, a casino and boardwalk don't exactly conjure images uh, from plum puddings and carolers, of plum puddings and carolers. Uh, yet travelers appreciate Atlantic City's wild weekend spirit and vivid people watching around the holidays. It's pretty crazy, the people watching around there. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you, you, you ever tag them with transmitters? No. I mean, but, like, I, I was just there for Tom Segura's show, and I, I saw a lot of interesting things going on. <laughs> you know, couples fighting. Like, oh, the yeah. couples are fighting and beating each other and pushing each other around. Oh, my God. And here come the police officers to yeah. take him to town uh, and lock them up in a cell. Uh, Travel and Leisure specifically noted the Atlantic City Holiday Bazaar happening at the uh, Noise Arts Garage. Noise. 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 Uh, of Stockton University on Saturday, December 3rd, Sunday, December 4th. 
Uh, the Atlantic City Tinseltown Holiday Experience, which is a new citywide celebration, includes an array of holiday events, kicks off on, uh, actually kicked off yesterday. Uh, that's at Bally's. And so there are things, you know, for you to check out in Atlantic City, which are nice. Just Might have to take a rundown, yes. A different flavor. By the way, Rochelle, uh, I guess, called in to Marissa and said that uh, they shot a Hallmark movie in Cape May. That's oh. right. What? Yes. Uh, it was called what? Golden Dragon. Yes. Huh. Did you see that one? No, uh, but I remember we were actually talking about it when they were <gasps> filming down there. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I think they were filming. It was actually very cold, but they made it look like it was warm. Wait, wait when they were filming, they made it look warm? They made it look warmer. Uh, but I, think there was, I know, I know it's a Christmas thing, yeah. Huh, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> it's called Christmas at the Golden Dragon. Uh, or maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Christmas at Pumpsica. When a beloved Midwestern Chinese restaurant announces its closing right before Christmas, it prompts the clientele to re-examine their relationships in a series of interconnected stories amid the chaos of its busiest week of the year. I need to see the trailer here so I can identify the outdoor scenes. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I don't think you should go. All right. I think you should stay here with us. Yeah. Forever. And ever. Oh, and ever. <laughs> it becomes a Twilight Zone <laughs> yeah. episode. Uh, all right, well, I'll have to look into that. Um, I think it's all we're going to have. You sure? Yeah. yeah, all right. I mean, it's, it's already 7.50, and we've got guests and things coming up. So. All right, all right. Uh, but there are a couple of uh, junk drawer items to pass along to you. But listen, I'd like to stay in the holiday spirit because cookies are part of the holidays. They I sure think, are. Anyway. And Insomnia Cookies have stopped by this morning with some stuff for us to give to you. National Cookie Days is Sunday, December 4th. And I will take caller number uh, 22, and we will give you a $25 gift card to Insomnia Cookies. Nice. Uh, uh, they're celebrating free, uh, I'm sorry, uh, National Cookie Day with free cookies, deals, and giveaways before throwing an epic after party, uh, taking claim to National Cookie Night when all the stores will stay open one hour later. That's pretty cool. So that's on Sunday. And so they stay late to begin with. So caller number 22, we are going to take care of you. Call right now. We'll give you that $25 gift card. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. So hang tight. B-Pile stories are up when we return. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so let's get to the B file or the Friday song. Here we go.
Brought to you this morning by Family and Company Jewelers. Fill her stocking with a gift she'll be showing off all year long. Visit them on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey or online at FamilyJewelers.com. South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. Uh, A Georgia woman working as a webcam model for a popular pornography site accidentally shot herself in the vagina earlier this month. Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? And what a witness says was a pornographic video gone horribly wrong. Yeah! E-girl Lauren Hunter Damon uh, accidentally discharged the weapon, a 9mm handgun, while alone in her bedroom the morning of November 9th while several of her housemates were on the property. Cops Cops were called to the scene... After receiving a report of an accidental gunshot Where'd you wound. shoot yourself? Vagina. That's all she could say. <laughs> I mean, well, but by the way, well, I don't even want to know what she was doing. What do you think? She uh, yeah, doing? yeah, yeah. Uh, upon arriving at the scene, uh, the deputy, uh, by the way, she lived. She survived. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There was already like, uh, an opening there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's okay. There was already a wound there. <sighs> Vagina. Thought it was caused by a hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Upon arriving at the scene, uh, deputy Zachary Wall immediately encountered an EMS worker in the woman's driveway clutching the handgun handgun as well as a spent bullet casing. This just in, Preston. (laughs) A note was handed to me from Kathy that says, when she can talk again, she has a vagina story. Oh, all right. (laughs) Something that happened to me yesterday. Oh, my God. Did you shoot yourself? I... You have, I, I'm hoping, let's keep our fingers crossed that Kathy gets a wonderful Christmas season because you've been getting your ass kicked. Yeah. yeah. It started what you had, you've had so many, to, to, to end with a vagina story, you, you, you had that, you're, you ripped your fingernail off, you've gotten sick, you got the, the laryngitis and your vagina. You didn't rip your vagina off, did you? No, something was shot there. Okay. Well, I want to know anymore. Yes. I, want, I want to. I want to hear it in its full complement in your full voice. Yes. And we eventually <laughs> can get to that. So, <laughs> oh my God, uh, stick a pin in that. And we'll come back <laughs> in that vagina. All right. So after arriving at the scene, yeah, the deputies, Zachary Wall, immediately there was an EMS worker. The paramedic notified the officer that the female had shot herself in her vagina accidentally. Vagina. Uh, Damon wounded, but in stable condition, was subsequently carted off to the parking lot of the Sher- county sheriff's office. Take her out to the parking. Police then conducted interviews with the other residents of the home, uh, three in total, and two of the other present when the shot went off. Uh, One of the women's housemates, Jordan Allen, the owner of the firearm, told deputies that he was in the kitchen when he heard a gunshot and shed some light on how the strange incident may have occurred. (laughs) Yeah. Allen rushed to Damon's room when he heard the gun go off and found her with blood dripping down her leg. Alan then told police that upon seeing her enter the room, a bloodied Damon told him that she shot herself accidentally and profusely apologized. Alan then illuminated the officers as to his housemate's uh, occupation. Mother, I have a strange... (laughs) uh, She does these uh, videos. Uh, Alan uh, advised the lawman that he believed that she was recording a video at the time that the gun went off. Of course. Uh, If you're going... Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> what you should do if you do anything like this is make sure that the weapon is not loaded. You'd think so. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Police also interviewed a distraught Damon before she was driven away and stated uh, that her account of the shooting was inconsistent with her claiming at one point that she discharged the weapon herself. Discharge. Discharge. Uh, and at another that the gun went off during a consensual sex act with Alan. Uh, despite the inconsistencies, however, the sheriff, Dan Kilgore, said that the shooting which his department labeled as reckless conduct in their report is unlikely to result in any criminal charges. Never would have happened with an archery set. No. Well, maybe. Um, this reminds me, Kath, I need to give a shard out. Uh, for, I was at my gig last night at uh, Fireside Grill in Ambler, and there was a guy named Tim. Wanted me to give a shard out to Kathy's perfect vagina. Wow. So there All you right, go, Tim. There you go. For whatever reason. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, there it is. A father chased down a stolen car that had his children inside... And he used the suspect's car on Wednesday night to chase him down. This happened in Minneapolis. So here's how it happened. So a suspect uh, in a stolen vehicle uh, apparently uh, got to this particular location. And then he got out of that stolen vehicle, stole a separate vehicle that had four children under the age of five inside. The children's father was nearby. So he jumped into that abandoned stolen vehicle yeah. and chased this guy Smart down. Smart move. Yep. Yeah. The father rear-ended his own vehicle. Uh, the suspect got out and ran away. Uh, no injuries were responded. Uh, were uh, No injuries were uh, reported during the incident. Uh, the Minneapolis Police Department said that it is still investigating and the forensic scientists... Uh, with its department collected evidence from that scene. This happens all the time. We had actually guys abandoned a vehicle right on our side street that they had obviously carjacked, used for the crime, and then there were two other guys in another car. They got out of the abandoned car and got into the new car. Yeah. So it does happen. Yeah. Uh, A now former police chief in Louisiana has avoided jail time by conceding to allegations that he demanded oral sex from a woman in exchange for dropping a criminal case against the woman's boyfriend. You can do that? This is the chief. No, you can't oh, do that. So oh. this is the chief of police. Kenneth, there's an inspection sticker ticket I got to get out of. Uh, Kenneth C. Payne, <laughs> <laughs> the former chief of police of the city of uh, Plaquemine, uh, earlier this week pleaded no contest to counts of... Uh, malfeasance yes. uh, in office and officially announced his retirement from that office. Uh, so uh, the plea of no contest means the defendant concedes that prosecutors have enough evidence to convict him of the charge cr- a charge of crimes uh, without actually admitting guilt. Uh, from a legal and sentencing perspective, it is effectively the same as pleading guilty for the defendant. So, Was it just a different riff on a breathalyzer test? I don't think so. Payne, <laughs> in April, asked the woman whose boyfriend had been arrested to bear her breasts and perform oral on him in exchange for reducing the, or dropping the man's charges. She said that he said, I know you're uh, willing to do anything to get him out. And she said he took out a sticky note off of the lady's desk. It was a big pack, and he wrote... Will you give me a BJ to get him out of trouble? Well, That's adorable. There's no gray area there. He's <laughs> <laughs> direct. Yep. No, um, he meant a Bo Jackson. Oh, all right. All right. Piece oh, of memorabilia. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, Payne, and, and he ended up getting just an absolute slap on the wrist. He received a three-year suspended sentence and one year of probation. So he's getting away with it. We need to note, I'm that. asking for a BJ. <laughs> <laughs> And that is what he has. Uh, that's what we have in the uh, bizarre file for you. All right, uh, there you go. So we are gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in a moment, and I'm gonna reveal yes one of the holiday activities. Kathy can't speak. 
She can she can barely muster a whisper. What you need to know is that 99% of everything she has on this list is absolutely applicable through the holiday season. This one is time sensitive, yeah, it's and that's tonight. why you're revealing it. Yep, so we're going to come back with that, and then, and then Monday is going to be the rollout of the entire list. So yes. that stuff is coming, so we're going to take a quick break. And a vagina story. I uh, don't, well, <laughs> Kathy will have a vagina story, right. yes, hopefully yeah. on uh, Monday. So uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Beer Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. I got confirmation. It's the Fa La La Four Plus Four Pack. So it's eight cookies. Ooh. Nice. And that the more the merrier. Four Deluxe and Four Classic. Uh, that you get with that. So, so freaking good. They got all kinds They're of They're too freaking good. And uh, Paula from our sales department was all excited because they brought in the vegan chocolate chunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's vegan. So yeah. uh, they also have the vegan uh, birthday cake cookies too. And the jingle break cookie cake. Which looked really good. Which they brought in too. So thank you guys. Uh, National Cookie Day on Sunday. All right. So we were supposed to do <laughs> Kathy's holiday activities. Holiday activities. Right now. Kathy can't speak again. Day two. If anything, her voice is worse. Give us a little, Kathy, if you wouldn't mind. I actually thought it was going to get better because Preston was like, anytime this has ever happened to me, it's yeah. a day and then it's it done. It got worse. Yeah, it got worse. And yeah. then Marissa's got it, too. You guys so, need to stop making that. Here's what we're going to do. And by the way, Kathy's holiday activities, it's presented, presented by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local <sighs> flavors. Um, so we're going to have the full list on Monday. Yes. Yes. Hopefully, great. hopefully we have a full-throated Kathy Romano joining I'm us. I'm sure. I have every confidence. On Monday. But there is one activity. Can I get some holiday music or okay, something? Come on. Something. something. You know, at least I know it's only one activity. I'm going to throw on a bonus activity when you're done, Preston. Okay. All right. So it is tonight, and it is the famous Westchester Christmas Parade. Oh. Back after a two-year COVID hiatus, so historic downtown Westchester is transformed into a dazzling wonderland aglow with thousands of twinkling lights during Chester County Hospital Lights Up Holiday Weekends. And you can enjoy festivities every weekend throughout the holiday season with your family and friends and discover the one-of-a-kind shops and restaurants that make Westchester so vibrant. But the parade is back tonight. Kicks off at 6.30 p.m., And the official lighting of Westchester's spectacular 26-foot-tall Christmas tree on the lawn of the historic Chester County Courthouse will be taking place. And then at 7, parade-goers delight in award-winning floats with local flair by some of Chester County's most creative designers and sparkling performances by hometown favorites, including nationally recognized area marching bands. Uh, Santa has agreed to make his much-anticipated appearance on his most adventurous float ever. Uh, Kathy, by the way, spoke 
So I don't even know where that's coming up. Spoke to Santa, and he said that his uh, arrival tonight involves a zip line. Holy what? hell. Yeah. This year's parade will run a little more than an hour or so. So that's that's perfect length, I think. That's yes. not too long at all. Uh, so stop by Kathy's favorite restaurant in Westchester. She uh, Her favorite is Meatball U. Uh, that's her cousin's place, by the way. Uh, and you can mention Kathy's holiday activities. You receive a free dessert with your food oh, purchase wow. at Meatball U. Meatball U's been around for a while That is now. an accredited university, is it not? Yes. Any idea how many years? It's been at least five, six. You know what? No, it's been just... Ju- they started just before COVID. They opened oh. just before COVID. Really? Oh, it seems so long. Like a three years. It seems three longer than that. Three or four years. All right, so that is the holiday activity that is for tonight. And then, Steve, you got one that's I've said tonight? it many times. I was turned on to it because of Kathy. I'm doing it tomorrow at 1 o'clock, taking the family to the Colebrookdale Railroad. And the reason why uh, we harp on it, Kathy, you know, it's become a perennial for you. It is so wonderful. It is a Polar Express ride. They have this gorgeous restored train. They have a good length of track through, you know, it's up in Boyertown and, and they you're going through these um, sort of rural areas and there's Santa does make a visit. Kids go freaking nuts for it. And the different cars have different holiday themes to them. But honestly, I think it's a hidden gem. We're not getting, again, we're not getting paid for this. We just, we're, I, I'm such an advocate for it because if you're a Christmas fan at all, they nail all of the stuff that you would love. And Kathy, it's one of, one of the best finds for you on your activities list. It's unlike any other train ride, the holiday yeah. train ride. Okay. It's well worth checking out. And uh, it's on my Twitter, but it's the Colebrookdale Railroad and they have the Polar Express excursion and they have it. It, they have the, the volunteers work it. They're all in, into um, making it a wonderful experience for you. It's hot chocolate and all the wonderful stuff. It's just great. I'm going to go to Lori, who's on the phone, wants to mention something about the uh, Westchester Parade. Hi, Lori. Good morning. Yes, hi. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, so, Lori? I'm actually a nurse at the hospital, Chester County Hospital, in the operating room. I'm on my way to work now. So, oh. yeah, the, the parade is wonderful. It's wall-to-wall people on the sidewalks, and <sighs> it's, it's just great. Everybody will have a great time. That's just awesome. Be patient, just be patient with parking now. <laughs> All right. What, what do you suggest? Um, well, there is a couple of garages. Um, but, I mean, there's plenty. You know, people may just have to walk, you know, several blocks to actually get to the parade route. But um, it's definitely well worth it. All right. What about the fact that it starts at 630? What time do you recommend people get there? Oh, I would, uh, yeah, to get the parking, I would say probably at least a half hour, maybe before. That's not bad. Before that if they could. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And they could always go shopping, you know, in town before and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, but it's great. So. Plenty to do. All right. Absolutely. I've never done I have to do that. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right. Okay. So. Have, have a good you too. Uh, that is the one activity that uh, is officially from Kathy's list that we're going to mention today. We will have the full list on Monday. Yeah, so after when she's announcing it, the list will go active. Honestly, everyone, Kathy, you know, I've told you, um, uh, Claire and I use your list as a guide of activities for uh, for the holiday season. You will not be disappointed. Uh, there's another activity tonight, uh, but it's not holiday. Uh, well, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, Nick is going to be... Well, hit the music. I'm okay. sorry. Do it again. Yeah. Well, so. I got this one. All right. Here we go. All right. So... Uh... <laughs> Take it away, Nick. Uh, so it's another Christmas miracle ticket giveaway. Tonight it is at McGurk's which I think is my favorite bar to say. I love saying McGurk's. Uh, it's the one in Horsham. And it's uh, from... His wife is named Annabelle. From 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. McGurk's Horsham, Horsham, 307 Horsham, Horsham. Road. Horsham, 
Uh, Herschel Walker. Uh, Horsham be a good term. McGurks. I'm just going to keep saying it. I can see why you'd say yeah. Hersham because it's yeah. McGurks. McGurks, Hersham. McGurks and Hersham Road. Hersham McGurks. Grab a Merle alert. So that's 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. I did one of these last night. They're really a great way to win passes to Christmas Miracle. We give away a whole bunch of them. So if you've not won passes to Christmas Miracle yet, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. tonight. McGurks is missing out if they've never done a parody of uh, Irma Gerks. Gerks. You're right. Oh, my they God. They should do Irma Gurks. Irma Gurks. Gersperms. Get that, that meme that, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably in the public domain at this point, right? I don't, I don't know. Or you yeah. could get a girl to dress up, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and make that face. Or and just go, steal Where it. are you going? Yeah. To Irma Gurks. Irma Gurks. We're going to have a good term. <laughs> All right, so that's tonight, right? Yeah, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. and the Christmas Miracle Passes. It's a great way to win them, and so please stop by. Say hi. $4 Miller Lite drafts. All right, very good. <laughs> speaking of drafts, speaking of drinks, there's something I wanted to, to bring up. And, and Is this the thing you were mentioning before? Yeah. All fair? All right. Yeah, so uh, this was a, uh, a story that I read, and I, I wanted to get to it because it, it just happened recently, and it'll, it'll go by the wayside shortly, but... I wanted to see if uh, if anybody could chime in with with similar things. There was a woman. Her name is uh, Annika Nadine Hutzler, and she was at a Lakers game. I think it was on Monday night. And so she's a uh, she's a Marine Corps veteran. Lost her leg to a battle in a, in a battle with cancer, uh, and she found herself on the jumbotron. And she made the most of her opportunity. So she takes her uh, she takes her uh, uh, prosthetic leg off. And then she poured beer in it and slammed the beer no. out of the leg. <laughs> As you can imagine, the crowd went insane sure. for this. And she was named, like, the fan of the game of and all this stuff. That's they, awesome. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And and she goes by uh, Annika the Amputee, by the way, on, uh, on social media. Uh, but I thought that was, if I had a prosthetic leg, you're damn right I would be drinking out of there that. There was thing. an issue with... Um... And we talked about it years ago about the way people were bringing their own booze into the link and so on and so forth. And there was somebody had manufactured basically what appeared to be a a fake cast in a sling with your own arm discreetly hidden below it. That's cool. Uh, And that was a it was hollowed out to contain alcohol. So what I wanted to throw out there to the masses uh, for you to tell us what is the strangest thing you have ever drank out of? Um, because thing. because there are rituals where you drink out of different objects. Oh yeah, uh, what's the? Uh... A lot of them have to do with sports and things like that. So two one five two six three WMMR, and then Steve had mentioned because I mentioned this to him. He's like, "What about strangest thing you've eaten out eaten of out too? Of. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you've eaten off of a toilet seat before. I have eaten off of. A you toilet had a full seat. breakfast yeah. off a toilet seat. We we ordered from Denny's. <laughs> and we had scrambled eggs and bacon and sausages. And th- that was because uh, they there was a report that came out that said that your toilet <clears throat> is cleaner than your kitchen is. Uh, and so I proved it by eating. Did uh, you get sick? No. I did not. And nope. I ate off of that toilet seat at, at Y100 yes. that everybody used. Yes. Uh-huh. I think I wiped it down real quick. Well, that's, you, you would wipe down the table before you eat on it, right? Yes, but there are there are uh, specifically a lot of sports where you will have to drink out of something, and there's one in particular, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll wait to see if, if people do call uh, with a uh, a story about that, 215-263-WMMR. I personally can't remember myself uh, drinking out of anything weird other than, like, you know, big, ornate goblets and things yeah. like that, but those are made 
uh, for, uh, uh, you know, obviously for booze or whatever, for drinking anything. Any right. Kind of out of. Same thing. I'm, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on anything unique that I've... Uh... Well, anything, you know, obviously there are things that that convert quickly or nicely, you know, then there, but a leg is, you're going to have to go a good long distance to beat a yeah. prosthetic anything. Well, let me go to let me go to Greg here. We'll start with him. Hey, Greg, morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, so uh, what have you, strangest thing you've drank out of? My brother, uh, we were Air Force vet. My brother's a uh, Navy vet corpsman. He lost his leg in Afghanistan. Uh, so... At my wedding, my cousin's wedding, down the shore, we constantly drank out of his leg. We're like, yo, pull the leg out. People just look at us like we're strange. Let so me, we're let me, beers. let me ask you, Greg, did it taste, did, was there any, did it taste different? Could you detect that there was, um, uh, you know. Did it taste like leg? Leg, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like we would clean it out first. You ask for a rag and clean uh, it out. There you uh, go. Okay. And then but start they- pounding back. Did you start? Yeah, pe- we, we, uh, people would start coming over, and be like, "Yo, let me take a hit." Totally, <laughs> that's the thing. Everybody yeah. will, everybody will want to to take a, a drink out of because they're already drunk, and they want to get a, a drink out of the out of the leg. Greg, do you think that there's a way? Would 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 he be able to like smuggle? You know, not not how it fits on his leg. Not uh, how it fits on his leg. Something like where you can screw off like a like a peg leg or something. To right. All right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now that you say it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you probably do a flask out of it and have a have a half of the thing cut through it. And, uh, All right. Okay. Peel it up and then sneak it through. I All right. See why not. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it, man. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, so here's what I was waiting for: a rugby player to call in. Yeah. So let's go to Andy. They they're yeah, well known famous. for doing this type of thing. Hey, Andy. Good morning. Yes. Uh, so yes. I have uh, chugged out of a shoe. That's not the worst part. But then if you get the rugby song wrong the second time, you have to do something called an anal chug. <laughs> an anal chug. Oh, Sounds wonderful. All right. I think I know what this is. Yeah. So basically they just dump the beer down one of the largest rugby players' backs and you hold your cup under his butt. His butt. Uh-huh. And then you have to chug it. Uh-huh. Or you can, Or you can wear it. But most people. What if you say no, Andy? Do they kill you? Like what? (laughs) Uh, Well, so you either have to wear it, you have to dump it on your head, or you have to chug it. Oh, okay. Really, you can't say no. Andy, does anyone forego the cup and try to drink the runoff directly below the ass? (laughs) I've I've seen it. I have seen it. That has, that has it, I've heard of another rugby thing. I forgot what it's called. And, and they, they hold somebody up and they pull their pants down. They stick something between their butt cheeks and then they light it on fire. Are you familiar yeah. with this? That's called the Flaming Zulu. <laughs> oh, my God. I the love Flaming Zulu. He knew it right away. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's a crazy culture, but very fun. Right, and it's Andy, usually yeah. like like a paper plate or something like that, or that's what I've heard of anyway. No, you, you use toilet paper. Toilet oh, paper. Uh, the Andy, Flaming Zulu. Okay. Andy, my, my son's a sophomore in high school, and he plays rugby. At what point in his rugby career can I expect this to uh, happen to him? <laughs> well, so I had to do my Zulu. Not a, So a flaming Zulu is when you score three tries in your first game in college. And then if you only score one, then you just have to run around the field naked. Okay. Uh, but the flaming is you got to do it with toilet paper lit on fire. And I had to do it in front of my mom. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, Hi, Mom. You have some, some great stories to share with Mom. That's I love awesome. it. I, I love that. Thank you, Andy. That culture is so guys, much fun. Are. Thank you. I appreciate it, buddy. Um, all right. here. This one. Okay. We're looking for the strangest thing you've drank out of. Let me go to Carly. Hi, Carly. Good morning. Good morning. 
What's up, Carly? Yeah, so uh, my friend's parents used to collect really weird, um, I guess, Mexican-themed collectibles. And one of them was this purse armadillo. It was a hollowed-out armadillo <laughs> that uh, you could carry things in. Okay, so and so it was an actual, like, taxidermied armadillo? It wasn't, I guess, it wasn't taxidermied. It was dried up with the tail shoved in its mouth. So it was like a little handle of the tail. Oh, my it God. Was, it was like a bowl, I guess. And we thought it'd be great. We took it off the shelf. And from, I think it was like sophomore year of high school on, we've just always poured our beers in that and... That becomes a thing. I, I can completely see mm-hmm. this, Carly, because yeah. that beca- there is. It's like Thanks, it's like Carly. the any of those traditions. Like have you have you have you have you drank out of the armadillo? That's, right, right, you're right. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And and all of a sudden, it's a tradition. Is yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let me go to yeah. Let's go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, <laughs> Chris. Appreciate it. All right. What do you want to share? So uh, I, I worked at a place called the Blockley. I believe you guys did a couple of yes. There. Yeah, yeah. Did, I think a calendar shoot there as well. Yeah, yep. That's right. That's right. So we had an owner, and he had had a football injury, which left a dent in his head. <sighs> okay. And we used to take shots out of the dent. Or... <laughs> oh my God! You would drink shots out of the dent in your boss's head. That's right. That is phenomenal. Uh, that, nice I, work I, by I, you guys. Do you yeah. happen to have any pictures or videos of this? I need to see. There this. is. Uh, before I called, I checked YouTube, and there was some kind of a low-rate media group that came in and did a quick promo film about the phenomenon. So feel free to Google Blockly Dent Shot for uh, your... Blockly Dent, Dent Shot. shot. All, okay. right. All right. We need, we need to see that Blockly Dent Shot. All right. That's Chris. Kudos. Yeah. Nice job, bud. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. Let me go to uh, Zach. Hey, Zach, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Oh. Appreciate it, Zach. What's up, bud? So um, when I was at uh, Penn State, uh, one year for Halloween, uh, Buddy and I dressed up as uh, the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And so we had, you know, the, the whole costume, which we then went and finished off by going to the local hardware store and got a couple uh, brand new unused toilet plungers. Okay. And uh, as the night progressed, people getting more drunk. Um, people kept asking to take a drink out of the toilet plunger. Complete strangers who, and we assured them that they were brand new, but they didn't know us from. Right, sure. You could have been lying to your teeth. Yeah. We're extremely trusting, and we had a ton of people taking drinks. I'll bet. bet. How much beer would an average plunger hold? At least half a beer. I have one that's like a, um, it's it's almost like it uses like a a blast of air. It's like an accordion? Yes, Yes, exactly. That would fit a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That that would be more, that'd be more than a pint, I would think. Uh, Interesting. All right, thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. We'll go next to, wait, there's one I saw here I really liked. Um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me go to uh, Sid. Hey, Sid, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Sid. How are you? Good, Sid. What's going on, bud? Not much. So we were in uh, Dirty Frank's, of course, the best bar in the city on New Year's Day, um, <laughs> hanging with the mummers. And uh, I was a mummer at the time. And we were partying, partying. You know, everybody's just having a great time. And this guy walks up to me and says, you know, I'm really sad. My mom just died. I'd like to do a, a shot in her honor. And okay. Me and my friends are like, yeah, sure, let's do it, let's do it. So he pulls out her dentures that oh he had God. hanging around her neck, and we all drank shots of whiskey out of her dentures. Oh, oh, my God. How do you even do and that? Then, well, like where the gums would go. Oh, there's like yeah. there's a, a little plate. There's like, a little yeah. canal in Why there. Why are you so familiar with that? Right. 
Why, why amazing, are you so familiar with how dentures look? I have look? pictures, too. I have pictures, so maybe I'll send them to you guys. That's I've a, seen dentures before. So. That's what they do. They, oh. they, they have that little... <laughs> my mother-in-law <laughs> leaves her dentures. I know. I didn't get it, Casey. My mother-in-law leaves her dentures right next to the kitchen sink. You can't do that. I know you, you can't, can't do that. that. Oh, that's okay. where you wipe your ass. Uh, Sid, that's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Smokers. Uh, she was a smoker, too. Oh! I think I would have rather exhumed the corpse and, and drank out of her. That's right. horrible. Uh, going back to the previous caller with the dent shot. So I, I found the video. It's a, it's called the dent shot at the, the uh, Blockley Poorhouse. The guy in the middle here is that guy Zane Lamprey. You remember him? We yeah. Had him on, used to have him on the show quite a bit, and he did um, three sheets that TV yeah. show where they go and get drunk and then you know deal with a hangover the oh, next day. Yeah. So uh, apparently Zane Lamprey was at the Blockley when they were drinking a shot of that's the, wild. The manager's head. Yeah. I used to love that show. Yeah. Um, we're watching a video of this. Yeah, so, Steve, it, it's on the side of his head. Right. So where I guess they had to remove part of his skull or something like that. And wow. he's got a dent. And so he lays his head sideways. <laughs> and they put, they put up a little <laughs> pool of booze in there. And then you drink it. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. man. They used it's... to do, like, belly shots, too, right? Like belly shots were very into, common. Like, uh, girls' belly buttons? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Body shots. There were body, body shots. shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember doing that. Uh, let's see. We, we did the. Uh, we had the uh, the living sushi plate. Remember, we had the. Uh, yeah. It was all the rage in, in Japan for a while. Yeah. They'd serve the sushi on a naked woman. Let me go to Mike. See, hey Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Hi, Mike? Mike. <laughs> Good. Uh, so I was in the military most of my adult life. I did 10 years in the Marine Corps and 15 in the Army. Wow. And I was I was in the artillery branch for both services. And we drank a thing called artillery punch. <laughs> and we drank it out of an artillery shell. Uh, well, two of the ingredients that go into it are a pair of panties and a pair of dirty socks. Oh, my God. So, Jesus. Uh, you're not really supposed to drink it out of the shell, but we ended up doing it. It was also the night that I passed out into a uh, bonfire. Uh-oh. You passed out into a bonfire. Did you? I assume you got hurt. Face forward, dropped like uh, yeah, like Rocky hit me. I dropped right into the bonfire. The guys had to pull me out. How quickly did they get you out? Did you get burned? Yeah, no, no. It happened so quickly. They pulled me back uh, right. and. Uh, Threw some water on me, but uh, yeah, mm. didn't have. Uh, you know what? Next the the panties probably were bad. That yeah, must that's, that's what, what caused it. Hey, yeah. Mike. <laughs> Was it? But yeah, you can look it up. It, it, it's got a lot of booze in it. Artillery punch. Hey, All hey, right. Mike. Good times, right? <laughs> yeah, good times. There you go. Good times. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Falling face forward into a bonfire. The bonfire. Yeah. Well, by God, the way, our, time. our next guest, Christopher Titus. Yes. He, same thing same happened thing. to him. Yep. He absolutely. Right. All right. He's going to be uh, on in just a little bit. In fact, we got to take a break here shortly. Yes. Uh, let me go to this call though. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry you guys are bothering me at work. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that, sorry buddy. That. What's up, Kev? So back in, uh, this is pre-9-11, back in 95, we were on spring break in Florida, and I had bought a four-foot bong <laughs> from some smoke shop down there, and we didn't smoke out of it. So we're bringing it back through the airport, and we're on the airplane from Florida back to Philly, and here I am sitting with a four-foot bong between my legs so i had the stewardess fill it up and me and my friends were taking shots out of it oh my with god a little, with the little mini airplane bottles the looks we were getting from people it was 
Down I guarantee you they would not do yeah. that now. They would, no, yeah. absolutely yeah. Not. Just the absolutely. size alone, a four-foot four bong is huge, Kevin. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is, my friend. All right, thanks, Kevin. Appreciate wow. it. Thanks, guys. I, really I, I'm pretty sure I've drank out of a bong. Uh, and one of, sometimes a punishment was to drink bong water. Oh, God. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I mean, just immediate vomit. What about, was it... John, oh, the imaging guy at Y100, did somebody accidentally take a swig it, out of his dip spit? Dip spit. It happens all the time. It happens. It's uh, horrible. You just want to die. Mm-hmm. I'd rather drink out of a dented head. Anyhow, this gal uh, was uh, the toast of the crowd that night at the Lakers game. Yeah. She drank yeah. out of her prosthetic leg, but I knew that we would get some very interesting stories. So thank you guys uh, for the call. Uh, I'm giving this away? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, how about something? You can drink this out of whatever you want, but I do have a case of Victory Brewing's new 6% Hazy IPA. Nice. For caller number 16-215-263-WMMR, it is Brotherly Love. That's what it's called. It's a beer with a purpose, by the way. And it's now available in six-packs, 12-packs of retailer near you, uh, near you to learn more about this beer and its mission. You can visit victorybeer.com slash brotherly love. Caller 16, you got to be at least 21. We'll set you up with that. We're going to come back in a moment. There's more cookies to be given away, too. I'll make sure that we do that as well. Uh, Christopher Titus will be in our studio. It's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Stay with us. To seven, Nick from the Preston and Steve Show rocks McGurk's 307 Horsham Road in Horsham with a Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition pre-party. Enter for a chance to win a seat at the big event on December 21st at Parks Casino and enjoy $4 Miller Lite drafts. Uh, by the way, our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, tomorrow, 7.30, 10 p.m. shows. And he is on his Carrying Monsters tour. It's dark, and he's awesome. Christopher Titus. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on on this solemn National Cookie Day. Yes. I, I remember when we marched and to make this happen. Yeah, right. And yeah. you remember when cookies were just held back and yeah. totally just pushed aside? They would sick German shepherds on, on people. Cookies, yeah. They would go after the cookies, though. <laughs> exactly. It was crazy. So I'm glad that we finally, you know... Uh, by the way, power to the people is all I'm saying on this <laughs> National Cookie Day. So, uh, good to see you, though, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a we, all made, we made it through COVID. Yep. Obviously, C still has it. Um, yep. <laughs> thanks for having me in real close. Six feet, six feet. Because six feet was the thing. That's viruses it are stops like. stops dead at six yeah, feet. Viruses yeah, yeah. are like, whoa, we can't get through this barrier of distance. Well, you were saying that carrying monsters, and you, you, you know, your, your life has been dark. Yeah, to begin with, but but dark in a way that connects with a lot of people. Yeah, where do you have to go with to write your darkest <laughs> show? Yeah, well, this show. Okay, so Carrie Monsters. These are stories that for many years I couldn't tell. Okay, and then a bunch of people. Um, died, and now they're just stories I shouldn't tell. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, but there's going to be less lawyers involved. So, wow. Yeah. Well, that's very, that's very promising. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, uh, uh, I have, I've had a very weird, odd life, and uh, like I talk about, like, a, like I, I don't have any I don't have any normal stories. Like, here's one about me getting kidnapped. So, uh, I, I live with my mom in, in L.A., and she, uh, basically my dad's child support would not pay for my care and her alcoholism. So, she sent me to live with my great-grandparents in Detroit. And a lot of people say, Titus, 
artist, you don't have to, you have this, uh, you have this, you, you're supposed to be a California boy, but you don't right, have a yeah. California attitude. You have this edge to you. Why? And right, I always yeah. say, first rule of Detroit Kindergarten Fight Club is you don't talk about Detroit <laughs> Kindergarten Fight Club. <laughs> Second rule of Detroit Kindergarten Fight Club is I'm a little teapot, short and stout. You got a problem? So, uh, so I, and I was living with my great grandparents, and these are old people from another century. These people, you got sick around them. They did not go, <laughs> they did not go to the CVS. They went in the backyard and dug medicine up. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. I'm not. Right. Dude, Press, I'm press not, is that? Same yeah. way. Dude, yeah. I had a summer once made me take a bath in vinegar. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. Like, me too. Uh, yep. Yeah, I was Swear like, these God. old people are marinating me, man. Are, yeah. we, are we out of cat food? What? <laughs> Remember uh, Bee Stings was uh, meat tenderizer? Did you? Yeah. Or chewed tobacco. Did they just yeah. go grandma. through the pantry? Yeah. I don't know. Let's yeah. just put this on. <laughs> it's like that scene in, in Godfather Godfather 2 where uh, young Vito, I think it's, uh, um, it's uh, is it Sonny? The baby Sonny the, the, is, has the cough and they put the candle, the candle on, on his chest. Yeah. yeah. All that weird crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. So anyway, I live with these the crazy people. My dad had to kidnap me from them. I, it's a longer story in the yeah. show, but I he kidnapped me, and he's on the plane. He's coming out to go. He's coming. He, he just like first of all, he had to find out where I was. Yeah, because uh, my parents were divorced and they hated each other. So he he poked around, and by that I mean he slept with a couple of my mom's friends, <laughs> okay. and he found out where I was. <laughs> Your freaking life, man. And dude, well, and he's flying out. To, he's flying out to Detroit. This is a true story. And, and my dad told me the story. He's drinking like it's a superpower, just pounding right. alcohol, yeah. just loudly. Working out his kidnapping plan to the man next to him, oh, yeah, oh and, and he's going, "Yeah, I'm gonna go." Those old people try to stop me. I'm gonna beat their ass. And the guy, <laughs> and he goes, "I'm sorry, I've been talking the whole flight. What do you do for a living?" And the man says, "I'm the Detroit Metro District Attorney." No! <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, my God. But, yes, but thank God that horrible ex-wives are not rare because this man was going through divorce and she was messing with his kids. <laughs> so instead of arresting my father when they landed in Detroit, from this point of the flight forward, this man gave my dad a seminar on how to legally kidnap a child. <laughs> are wow. you kidding? Yeah, no, he. Was like Jesus the Tony Christ. Robbins of child abduction. <laughs> he was like, wow. first you got to believe in you. And, 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 <laughs> so that's one of the stories. And, oh, uh, my God. So I mean, the story goes through my divorce. It goes through losing my kids and getting him back. It just, it, it's, it, when I wrote it, so for, I took it to the fringe. I'm going, I got booked to the Fringe Festival in Scotland. Right. And I'm like, Which the is Fringe amazing. Festival. It's the edge, man. Yeah, yeah. You're on the edge. It's a fringe. Yeah. Take this show. And here's how, here's the Scots would laugh. And then they'd go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. So, so, like, even they were like, what the hell? And I was like, you know, Mel Gibson is disappointed in all of you right now. Uh, and so then I brought it back to America, and I start getting standing ovations. Like, oh, America, we are the most screwed up country internationally. There's no other country as ruined as us. Well, I have um, to ask you because you said you're waiting for, for people to to pass pass away. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure there's uh, there's some stories that my grandma Titus. There's a story about my grandma Titus that is so. My grandma Titus. Uh, how do I describe her? My grandma Titus was a grandma with no hugs. Oh. <laughs> was your entire generationally speaking because you had a very abusive existence. Yeah, whoa, whoa. I've made a lot of money off this. Is it abusive if I bought a house with it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but how many, have you ever done like a 23 and, and abused or something that <laughs> takes you back? And I mean, how far back were the seeds planted for this? Because it does happen. You know, you have a lot, you run organizations to help people. Well, I'm glad we're here for therapy. Yeah. I uh, I just, I, I, you know, it's funny. My, I, I did 23 and me and a lying is in my DNA. It's literally, <laughs> I was raised by a manic depressive schizophrenic and a womanizing uh, schizophrenic. Who, by the way, my dad had, my dad had so many women; it was crazy. My father, my my father, he's a single father in the seventies, so he was you know busy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it was pre-AIDS. And yeah, he, yeah. And, and he was also partly responsible for AIDS. I'm not saying he was patient zero, but he knew somebody who knew patient zero. Oh, and the weird God. thing, I was his six-year-old wingman. We'd go to these things called Parents uh, Without Partners, you know, and it, where you could take your kids. And, yeah. And, and he'd be like her, and I'd have to go over to these women and be like, "My dad thinks you're gorgeous," and he'd come over, "Hey, stop! Whoa, he's sorry. He's so he's he's not he's being a bad." <laughs> 
hi, I'm Ken. <laughs> <laughs> like, at, at six years old, I was a vagina grifter. God, man, that's wild. But I think when it becomes your life, like, 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 I didn't know. My mom was mentally ill. My dad was who he was. As a kid, you don't know. You don't know that's yeah. a weird life. You know, at one point, you just look around and go, how come there's no other kids here playing Hot Wheels with me at the Whiskey River Saloon at midnight? Why? <laughs> how, how similar was Stacey Keach to your, your actual dad in your, in your, your sitcom? So here's, okay, so, so Keach, uh, okay, all right. So Keach was, read the script, and he was doing it so well, and then... My dad for the pilot came down, and in the middle of this, we're getting the shooting the pilot for right. My dad came and hung out with Fox for like four days while we're shooting. Right. Stacy and my dad disappear for like five hours, <laughs> gone. Like what? Like no one can find him. I'm, I'm sending like PAs to yeah. go. Where's my dad? What the hell's going on? They come back later. They both are a little lit. <laughs> Stacy looks at me and goes. I got it. <laughs> so he hung he out with my dad and it. basically Whoa, interrogated dude, him and wild. sucked his essence out. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's was some wild. Act, some actor magic, and he was and and, uh, and he was always funny. But after that day, there was an extra element of fear that he put into it. And um, my dad, my dad was really my dad watched the show for a while before it passed. And he and one day he just called me. He goes, "I want you to know, I didn't realize." That's how I raised you, wow. and that's what you got to remember with people. People were always like you said; it's a it's a track. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. My dad just was raised by these great people and then became an a hole. It's like no, no, they it was built in. It was yeah. a, it was it was it was a, it's a legacy. Yeah, <laughs> no, go. exactly. And, 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 uh, but you've done so so much uh, with your comedy and and you know the different things the the the, uh, the organizations and charities you've been involved with. I have my home one show. Yeah, yeah, to to yeah. fight that, which which is great, but. There is something about it. The absurdity of the family dynamic yes. leads to great material. Yeah. G- let me ask you, given your druthers, <laughs> would you have had a pristine Brady Bunch existence or what you went through if mm. it meant that the course of your life would be dramatically changed? I would be selling Geico insurance <laughs> if I was raised by normal, nice people. <laughs> my, my mom yeah. was a manic depressive schizophrenic. She had a 185 IQ, spoke four languages, played concert piano, and shot and killed her third husband. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. you're caught up now, people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, we, Preston and, wanted to and got the, acquitted and got a, got the guy's life insurance policy because he was abusive. So, oh, yeah. Wow. It's you, such a good story. You have to be really abusive to get down there. <laughs> Preston had wanted to ask you before before he uh, went on air about a story about... Uh, yeah, I, I saw that uh, that you had a, uh, a really bad dental experience, and, and I was curious what that was all about. I had a, a dental near-death experience. Near-death experience. So, I, so when I was 15 or uh, 16 or 17, I... I, I uh, I was I was like I was the dumb kid in school like and the only way I get noticed was to be goofy. Yeah. So uh, we were hang, drinking with friends one night and we didn't have a bottle opener and I said you know man I got a bottle opener in my face oh, no. <laughs> and <laughs> you were that guy. I was, oh, yeah, yeah. I was that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was Jackass before Jackass was popular <laughs> and it was just my desperation and fear. So I I popped this bottle and it broke off these three teeth. So I lived with that for yeah. a long time, um, uh, up until I smelled like death all the time. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, I wasn't born with great teeth. I mean, yeah, I mean th- th- these yeah. aren't mine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I own them now. Yeah. Right. These aren't mine. Right. No, when I, my teeth, when I, my genetic teeth were just all over the place. My mouth looked like a bunch of people trying to escape a nightclub fire. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I call them classic Irish teeth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, uh, so what happened was, I so over the years, I had gotten a bunch of dental work, and I finally decided to get these crazy implants. So I go to this dental surgeon guy, and this, by the way, that, I tell this whole story in my last special of Zero Side Effects. Uh, and 
And I go to this dental surgery guy who's, he's like the best, baddest-ass dude. He's from uh, Sudan, uh, and uh, and he doesn't like to joke. Anyway, so here's what happened. Uh, he takes out this giant molar. And I didn't, you, you're like, your molar's a lie from God. You yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. In the mirror, it looks like a tiny little tooth. They don't tell you that underneath the gum line, there is this baby's head-sized <laughs> piece of enamel. that they, And he pulls this thing out, and I'm on nitrous, and he starts digging around. And, and as he's digging around, my ear goes... <laughs> And I'm like, and I go, hey, where are you? Yeah. He goes, I I can't talk. And he goes, yes. And and he goes, oh, there's a nerve that goes past you, uh, where that molar was. I'm probably hitting it. (laughs) I'm like, what are they? I'm violent. No, you definitely hit it. (laughs) So I'm I'm freaking out. And he goes, I tell you what, I will give you some more nitros. And I was like, I'm applauding. Well, what happened was he cranks the nitros up so high, I go out. Next thing I know, I'm standing behind him watching them work on me. And then I start floating through the through this bill I start floating through the dentist's office and I went I'm not people I'm not making this up yeah. I floated through the second floor third floor and next thing I was I was hovering above Los Angeles I, oh, I, I guess I had died and become okay. a drone of some sort <laughs> I'm not making this up I kept going I went to space and I'm not making this up and, I, and I'm floating in space and I can see the entire universe end to end and I thought my god I picked the wrong dentist. <laughs> but here's what really happened. In the middle of it, I was uh, whatever was going on was not good. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you that because what happened after, I I could see the Earth, and the Earth was so. I feel like we're. I feel like we're on, like I'm on uh, it's some like Larry King special <laughs> right, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and and the Earth was so small, and I had this weird insight where I thought, oh, none of it matters. We're all gonna die. There's eight billion people on that planet, and no one's gonna be remembered. So why am I upset? Right. Why am I worried? Every day why do i panic for no reason mm. and i had this weird calm and and i figured i was dead anyway so what does it matter, <laughs> does it matter? god was saying hey relax dude you're dead yeah, it's good yeah. and, and and next thing and you know, i'm slammed back in my body and i and i open my eyes and the dentist is shaking me this guy who's been calm in the calm he's like wake up are you okay wake up wake up breathe and 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 I was Holy like, I, and I woke up and I was like, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you kill me, my wife would own this building. <laughs> and I walked out of there with a sense of purpose in life that I I don't. It's weird. I don't I don't worry about stuff anymore. Wow. Well, you, you had a classic. It literally, as you can ask my wife, it changed everything. Like that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and that was right at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe uh, two months into it. And and, and my behavior. You can ask my wife. She'd be like, no, nah, he's a different guy. A Switch no flicked. Yeah. yeah. There is something to, to, you know, when you get those moments in life and they come and you, you probably get two or three profound ones that are like direction resetters. Yeah. And, but they, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's I still an amazing almost thing. A, I still almost fought a heckler at, at Magoobies in Timonium. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I, we had, well, because there's no one, there's bounce, there's no bounce, no one wants to work for comedy clubs anymore. Right. So the Timonium, we had, a, we had a night where there was this guy heckling, I was slamming him, Magoobies. and no one was making it Magoobies, and no one was shutting the dude up. Yeah. No one was shutting the dude up. And, and they had these bouncers that had to be like, they literally had to be freshmen. And yeah. they were like, hey, can you stop talking? You gotta come on. Man, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm like, and then and, and so there was a guy in front of him, 
and and I was I, and this guy wouldn't get up and leave. And I said, dude, I can't make you look any more stupid. I yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this guy in front of him, who was a big fan, turned around, and this guy again, this guy, <laughs> this guy's shoulders started from the top of his head. It just went. <laughs> he was Shrek. I'm not making yeah, this up. Yeah. Found out later he was a correctional officer. This guy, who's a fan of mine, turns around, gets right in this guy's face, and goes, "It's time for you to leave." Whoa! <laughs> and the guy got up. Well, here's what happened. So that guy gets up. The guy who he finally gets up because he realizes he's going to get broken in half. He flips me off. Then he that guy bumps into a table with this other dude. Oh yeah, no, no, you no, 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 okay. This other dude, and, and that guy stands up, starts screaming. Then these two people over here, lady goes, "That was wrong, what you did." And then a guy yells at her, "Shut the f up, lady!" And then her husband turns around and goes, "You shut the f up!" And then she turns to her husband and goes. You shut the f up, and then wow. this la- then I start hearing, and I go, now what the hell's going on? And they go, like the little black guy's uh, uh, wife is blind and she can't feel him now, so she goes into a full panic oh, attack. No. Oh my god, it's a melee. There's no way they can't get anybody out of the room. And they, come on, guys, you gotta stop talking. About it. So I, you see me on stage, go, that's it. I, I go, what's going on with her? Go, she's blind, and I'm God, and I go, that's it. I go, let's go, man, and I jump off the stage and yeah. I go grab one of the guys and I and I'm gonna hit. I'm like, well, we're yeah. fighting, oh my and God. Uh, I wear a lav mic too, so the audience is hearing <laughs> oh, Titus psycho it. out. <laughs> yeah, but no one, they, I gotta finish the show. Let yeah, me yeah. finish my jokes. I get a grab by a Philly PD guy, and I didn't know that. He goes, Titus, stop, 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 because I'm Philly PD. I got this. And when Philly PD tells you they got this, they're half criminals. Hey, got it. I got it. Yeah, you got it. This guy might disappear. I'm fine. So at that point, I'm still mad. My my wife, who's a comic, gets three inches from my face and goes, you need to get back on the stage right now. Control the temp. And if you've been married... That works. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned. I walked back on stage. I gave the audience a five-minute lecture, uh, TED Talk about comedy, and then we. I got a standing ovation when we ended. <laughs> you know, that's I have nuts. a question about uh, being a comedian, and and when these uh, this heckler, uh, you know, it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah, right? you have how, to be no good. how long you've been in it, and 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 at some point, if you're not getting assistance from a club, is there a point where? You've you've exhausted what what you've done to try to you know. So yeah, there's. It, a, can yes. you can you stop and go, dude? I'm, I'm working here. I'm, this is my job. I'm doing this. Can you? Is there? You any, can, but you, there's a there's a you you can't give up like that. No, okay, that's, that's kind of, giving up. You have to be like, all right. Here's what's going to happen. I, so, so I've done this before. I go, listen, guy. I was doing this. Mark. I, I used to go to Mark Twain's open mics. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I I go. I will shred your soul. Do you want me to? Because yeah. we'll do it right now. You ready? Right. And they'll be like, yeah, bring it. Okay. All right. What? Do you, and I'll go. I'm going to ask you three questions. Mm-hmm. And I go. I'm going to rip every single. Thing, no matter what you say, I'm going to shred you. You ready? And I'll go, well, what do you do for a living? And I'll do it. Bam! I'll just do five minutes on what he does for a living. Yeah, yeah, okay. I go, you married? Oh, you're divorced? Yeah, of course you're divorced. And, I just, and, and, and I've done it where I've had people put their hands up and just go, okay, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to show that you can do it. Yeah. And, yeah, you, and, you, to, and you did it. Yeah, you, you, have to appro- you have to approach it like... Dude, I, I'm I, I am I'm a cage lion here all the time, and I will eat you. Yeah, and and that's and you have to have that. By the way, being a comedian, you have to you have to. Here's how delusional you have to be. Here's how you have to be able to think that you're the most special, important, <laughs> friendliest, most interesting, charismatic human being on the planet to walk up in front of four or five hundred strangers and make them laugh every ten seconds. Yeah. That's serial killer level <laughs> confidence. Right, yeah. And so if you think you're going to say something, you because you, you work at Geico, you're going to mess with me, you're mistaken. Right. Well, right. so I, I'm not a comedian, but I, I love going to comedy shows. I love going to places like Helium. Um, but do you think, Chris, because you've done this so long, that the mentality of the person who is heckling you is that uh, they 
are either going to get roasted or they are, quote, unquote, a part of the show for that first drag. That, that gets said a lot. Maybe we get off stage and they're like, hey, man, I was just being part of the show. No, you weren't. No, no, no. 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 You, were, you're, you're you were being throwing, annoying. You were throwing axes at me, basically. Yeah. Try mm. that in a movie theater. Stand up right. in, in, in a movie <laughs> yeah. and say, I'm being part of the movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Steven Spielberg asked me to come here. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, the problem is, and, it, and I think this happens partially because there's a legend and lore of people like Patrice uh, O'Neill, yeah. who literally did Master. that, got up and f- killed. And so, but that was, that's the outline. So is there a story that Patrice heckled one night and that just was shredded? It. That's, he, was, he was heckling and the comedian got, said, come on up on, you know, Here, you do, you think and, you can do better? Did. Yeah. And he And this is, you know, you know. <laughs> that's the last, you know by what the way, the, that's the one story. Yeah. No one, <laughs> right. By the way, by right. the way right. you know, here's the thing. Exception uh, proves the rule. Patrice, Patrice was so funny. Mm. Like, off the, so, you know the story that he, they would go to the comedy cellar and comics would just sit at the table with Patrice. Yes. To specifically have their asses handed to them, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Patrice would just sit there and just go bam, 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 and they, they, you know, the, the, I never got to experience it because I, I would have cried uh, yeah. Yeah. from laughter and also because you, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be like, Dad, uh, but, but but the legend of Patrice is that Patrice, it was like an honor to get roasted by him. So I love that he did that. Yeah. We had him in a couple times. Yeah. You know, we obviously it was uh, in the, the last you know years of his life but man oh man he was just there you know you've you've got that energy the comedic it's there it's it's in the dna and he had that you know so i have a thing where i have to write it down and i have to work on it and i craft it patrice had and there's a few comics that have this have an innate ability to be funny off the cuff in a way that sounds written without even trying it. Yeah. Right. And Patrice was one of those guys. We said that that was we've had a lot of sad losses. Geraldo too. Yeah. Man, I hear Geraldo sometimes on the radio and I just I'm like I I'm bummed out. Yeah. You know? He was so t- I I will watch his roast stuff because you know Jeff Ross obviously great as well. Yeah, yeah. We call him the you know the the, the master but it, for my money Geraldo was the guy. Brutal. 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 But but brilliant. And and Geraldo was always going up there with that 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 um sense that it wasn't a classic style Friars Club where they, it was always they were friends. A yeah. lot of times it was Comedy Central roast. They didn't know who the hell they were roasting. So you know, right. so he he just <laughs> kind of had carte blanche to go. I, I, I'm I'm not going to see this person again. I'm just going to eviscerate them. But the stuff was just genius. Yeah, and the yeah. thing about him is he was he's actually like I mean he's a Harvard guy. He's super smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He never smart. made me feel dumb as a uh, as a viewer. Right. You know what I mean? Like because uh, I'm not smart. <laughs> I did. I'm, I'm with you, man. Twice. I'm with you. <laughs> D, DF student. That I'm here is insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, but yeah, no. So Geraldo, uh, uh, we've we, we've lost some really great guys, man, and it's it's a bummer. Geraldo, whatever whatever he was into at that point, he showed up at the roast as. Sometimes I, I, oh. there's a couple of roasts where Geraldo showed up. You're like, oh, we need to clean you up. <laughs> but he was still we ridiculously had, funny. We had a couple of times he came here. One time he was not in a good way, <laughs> right? Like, Kathy, you, you remember he and he, he was, left? Yeah, he had to leave. Yeah, he didn't. He, 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 he was like five minutes from coming on, and then he goes, I can't. I can't. Do yeah. This. Hey, turn around and laugh. Too bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I have that whore gene because it doesn't matter. I could I could be bleeding out and I'd be like, nope, we got a horse some ticket. So I want to ask because I saw this. I'm sorry, but for, for all the guys that could, you would have you have the a multitude of stories they could have sent you in that way. Yeah. How do you think you've been able to? Uh, 
to divert uh, from that. From not being that guy? Yeah. And uh, I have a tendency for with Pinot Noir to go pretty hardcore. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, my dad was such a drinker, and it killed him. He was, I mean, he died at my age. So, uh, and my mom was mentally ill and got into everything there. I think there was a... It's weird. I never. I, I tell. I talk about this in the, in the show. I've had some suicide in my family, and I never, never once thought of, with my life thought of suicide. Never, you know. And and, and it's because uh, if you kill yourself. How are you going to plan your vengeance? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, don't get sad. Get even. What are you, what are you doing, you man? You blow an like opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's weird, though. So 47,000 people a year uh, in America uh, commit suicide. That's half a stadium. Yeah. And people kill themselves because they feel all alone. But what those people didn't know is they had 46,999 friends that shared their common interests. Yeah. yeah. You know, we yeah. could stop suicide if we could just get suicidal people to meet. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. 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 I, I think we need a place where suicidal people can hang out, like a theme restaurant <laughs> you know like sadly's <laughs> come on down to sadly's when you order the i'm a loser burger and ask for cheese we refuse to put it on <laughs> try the appetizers here at sadly's go for the what's the point shrimp poppers <laughs> by the way we have plenty of parking here at sadly's but we tow everybody <laughs> do me a favor bring your suicidal depression down to sadly's meet somebody just as depressed as you become friends and be so happy you make other people want to kill themselves <laughs> sadly a great place to hang <laughs> <laughs> to hang <laughs> Oh, dear God. You guys are like, oh, God, we're going to get calls. Oh, no, 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 no. God. My sister and my mom. I, my sister and my mom. So uh, it's weird. I, I talk about it in this show. And uh, my sister was a... Is this a, in the new? Yeah, in the new yeah, show. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and it's weird because there's I, I, I get to... I talk about my sister doing it. And then I pull off three jokes after it. That's like a triple backflip for yeah. a comedian. Because the audience is like, oh, my God. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. And, like, <laughs> and um, But my sister was a poet and stuff. So I didn't go sappy with it. So it would have been such an easy bit to go sappy. Right. And because to honor her, I didn't. Because she would have been mad. She'd have been like, what are you doing? That's not your job. Not your job to hurt them. It's to make them laugh. So yeah. Yeah. Besides your tensions, have you ever had someone come to you and say, I, I really would like you to take that out of the act? Uh, I had, you know, it's weird. People react. No, uh, this is the whole thing about this woke thing. Get comic yeah. Everybody's bitching about, oh, well, kids say anything. No, dude, you just can't say it wrong. Yeah. You're a moron. The stu- yes. you, you, you know, it's consequences. You're saying stuff like Kanye. Yeah. Kanye's not, 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 not spe- free speech. He's out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at one point you're just wrong. And, and the weird thing is, uh, and here's how I know when comics are wrong. If the audience got mad, you didn't set it up right. I've mm. talked about arming the children. Yeah. I've talked about my, my family suit. Suicide. I've talked about. I did. I'm whitey, and I apologize. Yeah. I. You can go anywhere you want to go. But you're just not skilled enough to lead the audience down the it's right the path. Job of a good comedian. It's yes, it's the job. And I can go yeah. through history. Lenny Bruce, George Carlin. They made everybody laugh. It wasn't woke. Yeah. You're, 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 you know what you are. You're weak. Yeah. Get off your ass and start writing better. Wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, that's all good. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're spot on. Uh, but it's easy, to, it's easy to, you know, my dad was like, hey, you don't make excuses. Yeah, do your job. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> now find me a woman to bear. You know, go talk to her right now. My dad thinks you're gorgeous. Hi, I'm Ken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap again. Christopher Titus is going to be at Helium uh, tonight and tomorrow, 7.30, 10 p.m., heliumcomedy.com. And don't forget, there's the Christopher Titus podcast as yes. well if you want yeah, to Yeah, man, and to the Armageddon too. update, which is uh, is really pissing people off in a good way. Dude, it is, <laughs> it is great to see you. Thank you for Thank you guys for having me on. It's we awesome. Love you. Christopher Titus, yeah. gang. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Ear Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. So our guest is on, ready to go. America's Funniest Home Videos has their holiday episode coming up. I love this episode. I do, I do too. I watch it every Sunday. Uh, it's uh, on the 4th, and it'll be Sunday at 7 p.m., and we happen to have the host on the line. We love having him on the pro- program. Please give some love to Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah. Alfonso, good morning, good sir. Good morning. Uh, nice to have you on, but uh, hey, listen, so uh, Steve watches every Sunday. <laughs> I catch it from time to time, but I will not miss this because one of my all-time favorite things is seeing Santa Claus fall through a ceiling <laughs> into the living room. <laughs> I can't, it's not Christmas without that for me personally. You know, look, he's coming down somehow. <laughs> yeah. This is the mark. Um, you know, but yes, this is a fun episode. It's always fun. Uh, a lot of holiday cheer, a lot of holiday love, but... Also, a lot of holiday mishaps. We we uh, we've got them doing all people. People are wild during the holidays. Um, they try to do so many things they probably shouldn't. But we reap the benefits. America reaps the benefit of that. It's uh, it, it, it's astonishing, uh, Alfonso. That that um, listen with all the ways we can get videos like like this. You, I see stuff that is exclusive to you to um, to AFV. And, uh, you know, so it's amazing how you guys are still fully tapped into streams for this stuff that that we're not that we haven't already seen. And that uh, the fact that you can do that over the years, I think, speaks to the longevity of the show. Well, yeah, I mean, look, the the beautiful thing is, is that uh, when something happens for most people uh, that goes wrong, the first thing they think of America Funny and So videos. Yeah. it's immediate, right? And that's the beauty of, of this show being on for 33 seasons is the fact that, yeah, that's the first thought that most people have. So they want to send it in. And, um, you know, the way we shoot these episodes is we don't ever shoot them too far in advance from when we want them to air because we don't want a video to then go viral and people to see it. And then that kind of diminishes the purpose of actually, you uh, know, watching our show. Yeah. So we're, we're filming through the year just, you know, slowly, you know, film it, put it out a couple weeks later. And so it keeps keeps the videos really fresh. Alfonso, how many seasons for you now as host? This is my eighth season. Eighth um, season. Which is incredible. Uh, you know, I am I feel so blessed that I get to do this. But my goal is to beat Tom Bergeron's <laughs> record of 15. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, halfway there. I'm right. Halfway there. Ways to go. And what, what I was going to ask is that, uh, you know, we hear from time to time people... You know, might mention something about a, a song or a commercial that they've heard a bunch of times, and we're always like, "You think you've heard it a bunch of times?" We're sitting here; we hear it more often than you. And so, being the host of this show, I was wondering if it's even possible for you to be desensitized from the absolute humor <laughs> of those videos and what you see all the time. You know, it's very strange. You would think that, you know, if you're watching videos all the time, you certainly would get, you know, desensitized to it, but. 
I find the funny every every year. Like, yeah. I, I sit there with my kids, and you know, I have to do voiceover for the for the for the videos, and so we will, I you know, watch the videos to see you know how the timing's going to work, and and work my my you know what I'm going to say with it, so I know what I'm doing, uh, what the videos look like, and we all sit there and laugh. And we still laugh. That's great. Um, and that's what's so wonderful about this is that it's so strange that you can see someone get hit in the crotch <laughs> 150,000 times. Yeah. And, but, and, and the next one is still just as funny as the first time. Mm. So it, 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 is, it is classic in that we all have our own personal experience with the videos. Um, and they change day to day. But we still find the funny in it no matter how many times i've seen it. oh no and it works and I, I tell you what this year having the um the audience back in on the the set and sitting around and and that it's like um you know a return to normalcy it's great to see that and i have to ask you because casey and i were observing this the you the, the random audience members that are always obviously visible as you're walking through the group you have some stellar-looking people that come down to AFV. <laughs> is, is that just simply by happenstance? It just happens, yeah. yeah. It's, we don't we don't cast the audience. Uh, <laughs> we've got a company that does bring them in, but you know, all we ask is that they get dressed up like they're going to a show because it is a show. So, um, but no, we we don't cast them. We just have like really cool, great people who want to come and sit there and. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them want to be actors and they want to see how it all works. So yeah. they, they go to they go to show tapings. Um, I mean, it's actually a great way if you want to learn how to do the craft. Uh, you know, you you go to a taping, you're going to see how someone's doing it. Right? You see how the whole production works. So. Right. It's definitely a good thing, but no, we don't cast them. Okay, uh, listen, Alfonso. Let we, you know, from time to time, when you have you on, I have, I have to uh, talk about golf with you for a moment because it's your passion. I, I have the disease as well. I'm pretty much terminal. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, you got to play with Rory uh, McIlroy this week. Did I see? I, I played with him yesterday wow. in Florida and um, at uh, Omega a golf event. And I got to tell you, like, I was a fan of his before mm -hmm. playing with him, but I am a real fan now. Um, what a great dude. I mean, and his talent is unbelievable. Now, you know, I I'm a decent golfer, right? I, you know, I can hit the ball close to 300 yards, some sometimes over 300. Um, I'm a 0 0.7 index, right? This dude blew it past me 30 to 40 yards every time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was talking to, I, I was at a club fitting yesterday with a, with a pro who's uh, kind of one of our local greats, and he's been in the open like four or five times, and he was saying those guys, yeah, he said, they, I can hit it long, but they hit it 40 yards past me pretty much every single time. It's another it's world. But what's crazy is, is that the golf course was actually really soft, uh -huh. so it was all carry. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Right, like it wasn't like, all right, he flew it, you know, 10 past me, 15 past me, but he had the proper angle, so it rolled out. Nope, <laughs> nope, this was all carry. Yeah. We, literally the first hole, first swing, he takes a line, and I was like, why would you go that direction? Like, yeah. there's no way to, like, what, like, you're going to be off on the side. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, we were over there looking for his ball. And it was on the green. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> that's that's insane. why he is where he is. When you say carry, you mean it stays airborne? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. stays, yeah. It stays, it, 
like it doesn't roll out. It just it's all carried. Wow. Yeah. So yep. he was carrying the ball yesterday, three hundred and thirty to three hundred and forty yards. <laughs> that's oh pathetic. God. That's insane. <laughs> and that... it never looked like he swung hard. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. It's it's like I'm doing the same thing, right? Yeah. No, so I don't think I was so. Like I am like literally doing the shot put, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> out of my shoes and you know, trying to keep up with him. And he uh, looks like he's taking, you know, a half swing with a nine iron. Yeah. And, but he's bombing at 330. It's just unbelievable, the talent, the level. I've always said, you know, you, you, you have these great golfers that you know, your club champions, right, that are, that are just really solid, great golfers. And you go, the difference between a zero handicap and Rory McIlroy is a guy who shoots 110 and the guy who shoots 75. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. It's it's uh, astronomical. Who, who do you who do you reckon is the best you've ever seen, or who do you consider the great? I ask Preston this all the time. I don't play, but however, I'm I'm fascinated with the culture and and the athletes. Who would you consider uh, Alfonso to be the greatest golfer of all time? Well, I I, I simply say Tiger Woods. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know the the yes Jack has more majors, right? Yes, Jack has more second places in majors. The difference is, is that, you know, I always like to look at it in terms of generationally, right? The, the 30th golfer on the list during Jack's time, you have no idea who they are. Right. Right? The 30th guy on the list during Tiger's time, you know who they are. Yeah. They were, they were winners on tour. They were big names. The fields were so much deeper. So, you know, it's hard to be the top every time when a guy can get hot who's the 50th player in the world can get hot and win. Right. right? Charles Schwartzel won the Masters, and I think he was ranked 70th in the world. Right. But the guy who was ranked 70th in the world during Jack's time wasn't going to win. <laughs> yeah. No, right. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that yep. makes complete sense. Yeah, and and right. t- Tiger just... That's why the records, to me, don't necessarily hold up in terms of Jack being the greatest. Jack was the greatest of his time. Right. Right? I think that Tiger's the greatest of all time. Okay. I think if you compare him to all the different greats, his game, he was that much better than than the second place guy. I see what you're saying. Yeah, he was just a, insanely dominant. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's that's cool yeah. that you got that he moment. His swing, he would have gotten you know 15 more majors. Sure. But he had so many years where he was in the middle of a of a swing change. Yeah. That 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 to me is the reason why he doesn't own the records. Right. Gotcha. All right. Well, cool, man. Listen, I, we know you got to run, uh, and uh, we'd love that uh, the special's coming out because it's one of our favorites of the year. So Sunday at seven o'clock. On ABC is when you'll be able to see America's Funniest Home Videos, the holiday episode. <laughs> All right, Alfonso, take care of yourself, man. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Thanks. Oh, see you. Thanks. Alfonso Thanks. Ribeiro. Yeah. yeah, I would like to. I would like to play with him someday. That'd be really cool. He's really, really good. It sounds it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's a zero point seven uh, index, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So carry, Steve. There's. Uh, there's total distance in carry. Right. Carry is where it lands, yeah. and then it will roll, and then you get your total distance. So if he was carrying it 330 yards, that's, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> All right, um, we have some stories via the Bizarre File to share with you. Why don't we do that? Yeah! Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. 
All right, it is brought to you this morning by Manhattan Bagel. You can treat everyone on your list to a gift that is always in good taste, a gift card from Manhattan Bagel. Buy a $20 gift card and get $5 free for a limited time at ManhattanBagel.com. ManhattanBagel.com, participating locations only. Uh, The family of a Tennessee man is grieving after he caught on fire while receiving care at a Nashville hospital. Sustaining injuries that would eventually kill him on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I would ask for a discount. Uh, Bobby Ray Stark had been suffering from, this is terrible, ailments such as bed sores and a foot infection and had been bedridden for the last seven years. His wife, Kathy, with whom he had been married for 35 years, stayed by his bedside throughout his health struggles. Bobby Ray was admitted to the local hospital during his stay. His blood pressure dropped significantly and healthcare staff brought in a crash cart to revive him. Uh, Kathy said then they started the defibrillator paddles and it just blew up everything. Oh, my God. She said, I saw that and it, it just burst out. Flames erupted over body, Bobby Ray's body. She said it got burned in the throat, the face, the head, and the chest and hands. And he got burned really, really bad. Uh, he was on fire. And I said, he's on fire. Put him out. Uh, Bobby Ray was immediately transferred to the burn unit where he died on Thanksgiving Day. Horrible story. The Tri-State Centennial Medical Center said that the health officials are investigating the incident. Sometimes, like, we've heard of, like, alcohol yes. or even uh, too much oxygen. We'll do it. Uh, yeah. Can ignite that type of thing. Uh, here's a different uh, ignition of sorts. In Florida, a fireworks store in Melbourne went up in flames after a car slammed into the building Monday afternoon. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Uh, troopers. <laughs> Please disperse. Uh, said an SUV struck a Toyota, causing both vehicles to travel through the uh, an intersection into the parking lot of the nearby Phantom Fireworks store. Uh, the SUV then crashed into the store, igniting the fireworks within. Nothing to see here. Setting the building on fire. Uh, investigators say the SUV driver, later identified as 53-year-old John uh, Marcano, uh, was found dead at the scene. Uh, they said Marcano was on his way to pick up his two sons when he was killed. Investigators returned to the scene Tuesday to continue gathering evidence. It's kind of weird. Let me see if you guys can follow this. Uh, they said examinations of the building, intersection, and vehicle involved, as well as eyewitness accounts, are key to the investigation. So, uh, Marcano struck a woman in a pickup truck twice before then crashing into the building. Uh, they said after the impact, the driver of the pickup truck started to proceed forward to pull off to the side of the road to exchange information. Uh, the driver struck her again and then pushed her through the intersection into the parking lot, and then they hit the building. So I don't know if he, like, intentionally did this. Yeah, that what seems, I'd like so, to see a... Uh, yeah. Uh, that, uh, that rendered, yeah, I, it's hard to wrap my mind around that. All right, here is a follow-up story. The death of a pilot who fell out of a twin-engine plane in North Carolina in July uh, apparently was ruled an accident. So Charles Hugh Crooks, who was co-piling a uh, CASACN 212 uh, AVO car on July 29th, suffered multiple blunt force uh, injuries in the accidental fall, according to the autopsy report. The report also concluded that Crooks had no significant natural disease. This is the guy who they thought just got up and walked out of the plane. Walked out of the plane, yeah. Yeah. So a toxicology report showed... I'm going for a walk. uh, ...that Crooks was tested for amphetamines, cocaine, opioids, toxicological tests, toxicological tests, uh, detected no alcohols or common drugs of abuse. Crooks was flying for a private company that was dropping skydivers uh, from a ramp 
in the small private uh, uh, in a small private airfield. And during the plane's third landing approach, the aircraft sustained landing gear damage. While no one was on board except for crooks and the pilot, the aircraft headed toward Raleigh-Durham International Airport and notified air traffic control of its landing gear problem. The autopsy said the plane then encountered turbulence, and crooks told the pilot he was not feeling well. They were at about 3,500 feet with the rear ramp open for ventilation because he didn't feel well, and the aircraft encountered some modern turbulence. At some point... Uh, the descent in the descent, the co-pilot opened a cockpit window for ventilation and possibly to vomit. Sometime after, he told the pilot that he felt like he was going to be sick and apologized. He then departed the cockpit towards the open ramp, and at some point, the pilot realized he had apparently fallen from the aircraft, and they now think it was just an accident. So maybe he went back. So was this one of the ones that had the ramp in the back yes. for them to go? Okay, so perhaps he went to, to throw up and fell out. That's what they think. Yeah. Maybe something like that happened. They said Crooks appeared visibly upset when he told the pilot he felt sick and needed air. Well, why don't you go outside? Uh, the pilot, who has not been identified, told investigators that Crooks did not appear to uh, reach for a bar that was roughly six feet above the ramp before he fell. Well, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It's yeah. just a, a bizarre huh. story all the way around. Do they, do, does a bartender work at that bar? Or not, is it... not that kind of bar. Oh, like sorry. something you can hang on to. All right. Uh, usually, it is the tourists behaving badly in Italy. But this time, three men accused of crimes outside of the Coliseum are locals. The men have been arrested on suspicion of extortion after dressing up as gladiators and centurions and demanding money from tourists for their self-styled imperial selfies, which they had asked the tourists to take. So they're asking people, come over here and take a picture with us. And then they're demanding the money. Yeah. Sorry, Elmo. Yeah. uh, Rome's police force announced uh, the news on his Facebook page stating that uh, during August and September... They received a number of complaints from foreign tourists who had up to 500 euros extorted from them. That's over $500. So men dressed as gladiators or centurions would allegedly invite the tourist victims to take an imperial selfie with them and then demand the money, and sometimes they would threaten them with violence. One Italian, tourist, one in tour, one Italian tourist was asked for 40 euros when he said no. Two of the suspects surrounded him, threatened to beat him up, and they extorted 150 from them. An Irish tourist who refused to pay up saying that they had no money, was apparently marched to a nearby ATM where they jostled them, and police said the victim withdrew 200 euros and handed it over only for the men to demand more and force them to extract another 50 euros. Uh, Helped by Rome's public prosecutor's office, the police identified the three men and have obtained a precautionary measure regarding them. Two have been placed under house arrest and one held in custody. Investigators are still at a preliminary stage. Mm. All right, we'll do one more quick story and wrap it up. Let's end with, can't do one that's really bad, this one. Ah, yes. All right. Reddit users are rallying behind a man who used flashcards to let his brother down easy about his toddler not being welcome at his wedding. (laughs) Even with the no baby rule in place and communicated over a series of flashcards, his brother and sister-in-law kept trying to persuade him into making an exception for their miracle baby. A miracle baby is also known as a rainbow baby and means that the child was born under exceptional circumstances after the parents faced infertility issues. But it's a miracle baby. Uh, Miracle baby or not, the no baby rule still stands for this wedding, which has apparently caused a rift in the family fold. A child psychologist spoke out on the issue, saying choosing to not invite children to the wedding is not a personal attack on a particular child. It's simply a preference. For the tone and flow of the evening. Does your miracle baby make noise and crap itself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> then they're not invited. Yeah. 
And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, I have one word. Cookies. National Cookie Day is this Sunday, and we have uh, our friends from Insomnia Cookies who have stopped by, and they've given us some goodies to give away. Uh, I'm going to give away two of these right now, two $25 gift cards for Insomnia Cookies. So we'll take callers uh, 20 and 21 at 215-263-WMMR. Of course, Insomnia is a late-night cookie company. Uh, they deliver warm cookies and ice cream. They do. Until midnight or later every day. Oh, yeah. And they also ship a uh, cookie. It can be your regular Saturday night oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's um, going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get tired of that guy. We got to find that guy. We do. Uh, they also ship cookies and uh, cookie cakes nationwide, making it easy to send cookies to friends and families this holiday season. So uh, that's callers uh, number 20 and 21 at 215-263-WMMR. Let's take care of you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get, uh, what do we have next? Lesson question, trash, music news. Yep, it's up. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And then, Nick, while you have the flaw. Yeah, uh, I got the flaw now. You, got, uh, you have an appearance tonight, right? I do, yeah. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at McGurk's, and that's in uh, Horsham. And so, McGurk. McGurk's. Hersham. Hersham, PA, 307 <laughs> Horsham Road. Uh, and uh, so that's 5 to 7. These, uh, it's a Christmas uh, miracle ticket giveaway. We give away a bunch of passes, so stop by. You get a good chance to win the Christmas miracle passes, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., and the $4 Miller Light drafts. And that's tonight. All right. Excellent. Uh, now I shall pose the question to you. We're going to give away a uh, pair of tickets to see the Winery Dogs. And that will be at the Keswick Theater on February 17th. And the question that I have for you is this. The woman who shot herself in the vagina might have survived because it was already what there? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, the woman who shot herself in the vagina, this a legit story we had earlier this morning, might have survived because it was already what there? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you qualify. Call now, and let's see if you can win. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, where are we going today, Steve? Well, K-pop star Hunei calling off his engagement to girlfriend Dawn, citing irreconcilable differences. <laughs> Hunei says he can no longer be involved with someone who is better than he is at disinterested pouting. Oh. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's Netflix docuseries, Harry and Meghan, debuted online yesterday. The teaser for it. Netflix is pitching the series as the story you only thought you knew because you've heard it 5,000 times. Oh, my God. And finally, Kanye West having a serious mental breakdown live on air during an episode of InfoWars claiming that Hitler invented highways and microphones. West went on to suggest that it was Mussolini who invented bacon bowls. (laughs) (laughs) We were wondering We were wondering. I had no idea. He says it's uh, Mussolini. Wow. 
Uh, all right, we're going to see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, it was a woman who shot herself in the vagina, and she may have survived because there was already what there? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Ellen and see if Ellen knows. Hi there, Ellen. Hi, how are you? Awesome. All right, Ellen, uh, the woman that shot herself in the vagina may have survived because what was already there? There was already a hole there. Yeah, you yeah. got all right, hang on a second, Ellen. And we're going to give you a pair of tickets to see the band The Winery Dogs featuring Mike Portnoy, Billy Sheehan, and Richie Kotzen. Uh, it's February 17th at the Keswick Theater. And tickets go on sale today, by the way. Uh, in fact, they went on sale 15 minutes ago at keswicktheater.com. All right, uh, let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, just uh, one or two things for you here. Uh, We're going to start with this. In the new video from Weezer, Rivers Cuomo takes on the part of every single band member as the camera circles around the room. And you can quickly realize he's not only singing lead, but he's also on guitar and bass as well as sitting at the piano. He sings about deja vu. And it all starts to make sense. So there you go. You can see why they do that deja vu. I think I heard this story before. Uh, the mm-hmm. new release, uh, What Happens After You, is a track from the band's series of EPs named after each, a name for each season. Uh, currently, they're celebrating music from uh, Seasons Autumn. Uh, and Weezer Toud said each album is being created in real time. And part four, the winter EP, will be out December 21st. Vinnie Paul's estate has issued a statement saying that there can never be a Pantera reunion. But uh, they support the upcoming tour. Uh, This past summer, news broke that the surviving members of Pantera, including singer Philip Anselmo and bassist Rex Brown, are going to join forces with guitarist Zach Wilde and Anthrax drummer uh, Charlie Benante uh, to tour as Pantera. Uh, The statement said there can never be a Pantera reunion without Vinnie and Dime. However... Uh, there's no better way to celebrate and honor Vinny and Dime's legacy uh, than to bring the music of Pantera directly to the fans. We are honored that Charlie and Zach, uh, the very close friends and musical brothers, will share the stage with Philip and Rex to unleash the power of Pantera live around the world. And then just one more thing. Uh, released today in celebration of his 80th year, uh, Paul McCartney issued his 7-inch singles box uh, the massive number. I'm going to give you all seven inches. Uh, the massive. <laughs> Imagine Paul's just hung, uh-huh. like, you know, unbelievable. It's like, like a Clydesdale down there. <laughs> I should be pulling a beer wagon. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard about the fifth Beatle. My dong was it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Maxwell Silver Hammer. Yeah, that's right. right. That was, uh, Absolutely. It was well all about Paul's. <laughs> uh, the massive numbered limited edition. It was Ringo and Dongo. Uh, limited edition collection of 87-inch singles spanning 1971 to the present was personally supervised by Paul McCartney and contains recreations of 65 singles slash promos using restored original artwork from 11 different countries. Uh, The set features 15 singles never before released on 7-inch 45 RPM discs. Uh, Also includes one exclusive test pressing randomly selected from the manufacturing process. Uh, The box also features a (laughs) 48-page book containing Ford uh, from Macca. 
and easy. Uh, Just also, getting ready. And also, and <laughs> you just spit on your hand. Absolutely. I just love music news. Uh, an essay by Rob Sheffield, uh, recording notes, release dates, <laughs> uh, and chart information on each of the singles. Uh, the physical set runs uh, for $611, uh, but it is also available digitally. Going to give a little tuggy woo on the wiggly woo. <laughs> <laughs> a little yankee poo on the wanky the wiggly doo yeah <laughs> i'm going through all the song titles to well, see I have something. all right i've got some here uh and your bird can sing yeah yeah okay uh, wait and your bird can sing these are oh the beatles the I'm like, yeah. that wasn't a, a mccartney single oh your bird can right sing. yeah i'm looking for uh, penis references absolutely there's a whole bunch blackbird <laughs> Come together. Oh, my God. Right now. <laughs> now, some of the singles that you'll find oh. in this uh, collection. And by the way, I haven't, uh, you know, they have uh, they have the, the flip sides, which were not hits, but the ones that were the hits were like Another Day, Albert, uh, Uncle Albert, uh, Admiral Halsey. I love that. I love that. Uh, hi, hi, hi. Live yeah. and Let Die, Helen Wheels, Jet, Let Me Roll It, Band on the Run. Look 19, about a huge penis. <laughs> 1985, Junior's Farm, Silly Love Songs, Maybe I'm Amazed, Mullivkin Tire, Good Night Tonight, Wonderful Christmas Time, uh, Temporary Secretary, Ebony and Ivory, Take It Away, Say, 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 No More Lonely Nights. I love that song, by the way. That is a beautiful song. Uh, Spies Like Us, Press, My Brave Face, and it goes up into, you know, the, the latter part of his career. Uh, as it all well. ends up with, Dad, can I talk to you? I have a strange discharge from my wiggly woo. <laughs> 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 From your what? Wiggly woo. Your wiggly woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happiness it. is a warm gun. <laughs> a hard a hard day's night. <sighs> it all works. They're all there. That's Eight all penises I... to hold you. <laughs> Here comes the sun. <laughs> That's all I have in music. All right. Bareback rider. Say about that. <laughs> all right. We have a final break to take. We're going to Dude, okay. I got scared. That's me. Oh. I have to learn which ones to turn up and which ones to turn down. There's, <laughs> it's, I don't, it's kind of hard to explain. The <laughs> button that I hit on the fader is not necessarily where the sound comes up. It's kind of weird that they do that. I know. I know. All right, but we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll wrap it up. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WNMR. Spin Doctors. Chris Barron, one of the good guys, man. Lead singer of that band. Great stories to tell. Super friendly. Very funny. Are they 
they're not playing a cardboard classic, are they? In that? No, that is um, Everclear. Everclear and Fuel. All right, and I think they had been playing there when we or they were uh, last time we talked to Chris. I think they were going to be playing on right. Taj Mountain, uh, and that was uh, mm-hmm. why that might be ringing a bell uh, in your mind. Either that or. or um, uh, Paul McCartney's penis. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Right. We're going up to the mountains. Yes. <laughs> I just said bell. <laughs> bell? Thought of that a moment. We shell my penis. They're already making snow up at Montage. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, somebody had... Uh, okay. And this right. is me asking a, a, a radio station promo question out loud that I don't know the answer to, but uh, somebody emailed me the other day asking if there would be a day off on the slopes, not a cardboard classic. Uh, Bill Weston, do you have any a idea? A day off on the slopes. I don't think there is. One little piece of information. I think next week's big friggin' deal yeah. is a reduced uh, lift ticket to Montage. I need you to stop talking season. and listen. However, there are some blackout dates, which typically ski resorts do. Right. Like President's Day weekend, Christmas week. Um, the Cardboard Class weekend is one of those blackout dates. However, uh, okay. for people to go up and ski, yes. um, we have a ticket deal next week starting Monday that is uh, uh, could be one of your holiday activities, <laughs> Kathy. Go oh. ski at Montage Mountain. It could. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Anyway, just, uh, <laughs> to answer your question, Steve, which uh, what was your question? Uh, well, <laughs> well, the question I had was oh. from a listener is uh, whether or not there will be a day off on the slopes this year. Do we know or not? No, I think we're just focusing it on our big cardboard, uh, classic. cardboard classic. We're having a cardboard classic this well, year. How it's awesome a, is it's that? a transitional year yeah. because uh, Jack Frost was uh, purchased and they yeah. have new ownership and they, you know, they're not having our event, which is too bad. But we're going over to Montage. So, yeah. It's our first year trying out there, and who knows? Maybe we'll have a we'll have a day off on the slopes and a cardboard classic next year. How about or, that? Or the following year, whatever you know. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, details about what is happening uh, is available at WMMR.com. and their Mountain Fest. There's you know, like we said, uh, uh, that night Everclear's playing a show. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Fuel is performing as well. A few other bands. So it should be uh, a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. But it'll be our new. Location so new to us, and and we'll see how it goes. I'm hopefully. so looking forward to it. Hopefully, it goes perfect. I want to thank our guest, uh, Christopher Titus. Yeah. Uh, Titus is playing Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. He's great, high energy, uh, and he said this is his darkest show ever by far. But he finds the humor in that yes. darkness, which is great. And uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, yeah, yeah. yeah. America's Funny Some Videos. Sunday is their holiday episode, seven o'clock. On ABC, and yes, he is a golf fanatic for sure. Uh, Pierre Robert is indeed here in the studio. How are you doing? And to greetings, I you wish. Oh, uh, right. very oh, good. lovely, nice. Um, with that greeting, you got a letter in your uh, noggin somewhere? <laughs> Do I uh, indeed? All right, Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in energize. All right. Let's take uh, caller number seven at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll see if you can win. That's what they would say right before hitting the transporter on the Enterprise. Energize. You are right up energize. there. Energize. Yep. Uh, Steve, have you watched Picard, the series Picard? Yes. It's, uh, I, I just finished season two, and it's very complicated. I, I think it's, I would have to say I think it's okay. Strange New Worlds. No, for you're me, right. Is the home run Star Trek series out? Preston, a return. What's it on? Uh, Paramount Plus. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it's Captain Christopher Pike, who was the captain before James Tiberius Kirk of the Enterprise, and a young Spock, a young Uhura, uh, and another series of cast members. Um, and it's uh, five year adventure before the five year adventure. I love it. 
Um, it re- it's very well done. I also like Discovery, yeah. but I, I I I don't really like reality at all. So <laughs> I, I find myself anything that's real is too yeah, much. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but, but Picard, I agree with you. It's a little too. It's a little too much. Oh yeah, I have a glass of wine when I watch it because he's a vineyard. Yeah. He runs a vineyard in Southern California. I would think he'd run it in France. Yeah. With a name like Jean Luc Picard, but of course he's. A British guy with a name like Jean-Luc Picard, so he should be a French guy. Anyway, don't worry about any of that. Just um, get a glass of wine and yeah. watch it if you so desire. Okay. It's very similar to Welcome Back, Cotter. If you've okay. never seen it. Oh, similar. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Well, his, gonna... his second in command is named Epstein. Look at it. <laughs> oh, Let me go to the phone and see if we can get a winner. We're looking for caller number seven, and caller number seven happens to be a guy named Bob. Hey there, Bob. Good morning to you. Good morning. All right. Bob, Bob! I need the word of the week, please. What is it, sir? Grabe. A plus. Yeah. What was the word? Grabe. grabe. Oh, and he grabe. said A plus. I thought. What'd you hear? I heard Grabe. So did I. With a B. Yes. Abu Grabe. Yeah. Grabe. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Grabe. We're making up words. No, he did now. Uh, well, he did now. Yeah. Bob, you. Yeah, I, I know you're right. Don't worry about it. You got it, bud. So we're going to give you uh, five video games. It's from uh, Sony PlayStation 5. We give you this bundle uh, with the top video games of the year. And you get Gran Turismo, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, Ragnarok, Last of Us Part 1, and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. So congratulations to you, sir. Thank you. Excellent. Hang on. We'll get your information. Don't forget Sony PlayStation 5. Sony PlayStation 5's. Top video games. Good. I've been saying that wrong all week. Uh, of the year, make great gifts this holiday season. You can visit PlayStation.com for more information. Uh, what's happening today? On the we show? have more of those Metallica a two-day pair of tickets for each day, August 4th and 6th next summer. Uh, they, I think, uh, go on sale at noon today. Uh, so uh, we've got a pair for each night at 12 noon. It's the 12 days of Metallica at noon. We're also doing this uh, tomorrow and Sunday uh, over the course of the weekend. And then all through next week, Monday through Friday. Friday will be the last day. So it's day. 12 days straight, not just days straight, uh, yeah. um, working days. Okay, yeah. cool. That's awesome. So yeah. For weekend uh, listeners tomorrow at noon tomorrow. Uh, and at noon on Sunday, uh, check that out. Chances for not one, but two tickets, a pair for each night is pretty sweet. Uh, also, I have tickets for the Killers in Atlantic City. I believe that show just did go on sale uh, at the Edis Arena in March. It's going to be the same night as Bruce Springsteen. So um, that'll be interesting. I think it's March 16th. <laughs> but uh, Bruce is here at the big joint. Killers are in AC at the Edis Arena. And I will have a pair of tickets for that. Love it. Oh, right. and Workforce Blocks of Metallica. Uh, and of Alice Cooper and of Peter Gabriel. All right. Going to be a musical journey on a journey. (laughs) Pierre Robert program today. I want to thank our sponsors of this program. Uh, The President's Eve Show brought to you today by Duncan. The President's Eve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and uh, Trinity Rehab. Locations all over. Now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Next week, we'll have a few things going on, including comedian... Uh, Beth Stelling in the studio, uh, and Chris Terrian is going to be stopping yes. by, uh, former flyer in the studio, and we'll get some other things going, too. That's it. Holiday activities. As well. Oh, yes, yeah. we, yes. The yeah. rescheduled holiday activities list. Right, Kathy? I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be on Monday. Make sure you tune in. <laughs> 
Uh, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you. Uh, and have a wonderful weekend, gang. Bye-bye. Do do be do 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 do